There's Center 11. It's 28 degrees at DBE. I'm Val Porter. Tens of thousands of students who walked out of schools across America are hoping their voices make a difference. Students across the country walked out of class yesterday morning to honor the victims of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooting in Florida and call for stronger gun laws. The walkout was supposed to last for 17 minutes, one for each victim in the Florida shooting, but students in one Florida school marched 17 miles to make their point. Outside the White House, students carried signs and chanted their opposition to the NRA and sat with their backs facing the White House. Thousands of local students also participated in that walkout yesterday. Veteran CNBC commentator Larry Kudlow will be the new chief White House economic advisor. He'll replace Gary Cohn, who announced his resignation last week. Cohn is a former Goldman Sachs executive who vigorously opposed President Trump's tariffs on imported steel and aluminum. Kudlow also opposes those tariffs, uh, but he was an advisor to Trump during the 2016 presidential campaign. More TV people in uh, prominent positions. This is the Trump cabinet I thought you'd see. (laughs) I'm fairly sure Dr. Phil gets Surgeon General eventually. See, I think he should have assigned Michael Douglas to, to be the economic advisor as Gordon Gekko. Oh, that, yeah, agrees. From Wall Street. Yeah, not a bad idea. <laughs> he probably thinks that is Michael Douglas, <laughs> more than likely. Well, if this Larry Kudlow guy doesn't work out, he can always go get that guy that has all the question marks all over his suit. <laughs> yeah, right. And get the mad money guy. Yeah, Kramer. <laughs> Toys R Us is planning to close all 800 of its U.S. stores six months after filing for bankruptcy. As many as 33,000 jobs across the country will be affected by that move. In 2005, a leveraged buyout led to issues paying down $8 billion in debt. Competition from online retailers like Amazon also proved to be too much to overcome. Well, this might help explain the opioid crisis. Doctors earn more money for prescribing opioids. A CNN analysis found doctors received six figures from drug manufacturers for writing out more drug prescriptions in 2014 and 2015. Those in the top 5% for opioid prescription volume received twice as much money as other doctors on average. Ones in the top 1% received an average of four times as much. Researchers said it's unclear if they were directly encouraged to prescribe a specific drug or if companies rewarded them for writing more prescriptions. The Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers of America said drug company support required training for doctors to learn the right treatment plan for a patient's level of pain. After we after these kids solve the uh, the gun issue, I think we should aim them towards the opioid crisis and big pharma. Well, Just keep the kids at, at, at the task mm-hmm. at hand. If you want to be happy, move to Finland. It is the happiest country in the world. The Nordic nation topped the UN's World Happiness Report released today. While the U.S. slipped to 18th place since last year, the report ranked more than 150 countries on six factors, including income, life expectancy, social support, and generosity. Norway, Denmark, Iceland, and Switzerland round out the top five. According to the U.N., America dropped from 14th place last year, partly because of weakened social support networks, the opioid abuse crisis, obesity, and depression. The article states the happiest countries have very different political philosophies from the U.S. Most of the top 10 countries are social democracies, which, quote, believe that what makes people happy is solid social support systems, good public services, and even paying a significant amount in taxes for that, end quote.
A former college student in the U.K. is suing the university she earned a degree from because she hasn't been able to get a good job. Pak Wong says she left Hong Kong and moved to the U.K. to attend Anglia Ruskin University, which advertised a quality education and the prospect of employment after graduation. But after two years of study, she says all she got was a Mickey Mouse degree that hasn't been worth anything and she wants all her money back. She claims the university is in breach of contract and she's suing for more than $83,000. She says she hopes that bringing this case will set a precedent so students can get value for money. And if they don't, they get compensated. She said the college talked a good talk, but then they didn't deliver. The university says it is aware of the lawsuit and intends to defend itself. Finally, not everybody wants their first kiss to be with Katy Perry. A teenage contestant on Sunday's American Idol season premiere got a peck from the pop star on the lips, but dubbed it uncomfortable. It happened after he told the judges he never had a kiss before and was saving it for his first relationship. Perry said he could kiss her on the cheek, which he did, but then asked for another and quickly turned her head to land one on the lips. The teenager said if she had asked him directly if he wanted a kiss from her, he would have said no. His audition did not send him through to the next round. (laughs) He didn't get through either. (laughs) Oh, he was deflowered and de-idled. But that's a way better story. I mean, you know, your first kiss was Katy Perry. That's pretty cool. Yeah, this kid doesn't seem to give a crap about that. Uh, He will. Windy and cold (laughs) snow today. Temperatures in the mid-30s. It's 26 at DVE. Jason Mackey talks about the Pens and how they blew it last night in uh, New York. That third period was crazy. He'll be on the show 745. The Love Master. Craig Shoemaker in studio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. After 8 o'clock. And then Stan Saverin will be joining us uh, 945 as well. The Who gets us going. We're going to... Is the DVE morning show. Maybe the worst thing about the Penguins game last night was not the fact that they blew a two-goal lead, but the fact that Susan Sarandon was on the broadcast. She was dragged pretty thoroughly through the uh, internet last night. People were pissed. Yeah, that was really pointless. I didn't uh, see it originally. I saw some clips of it later. I didn't get to tune in until the third period. So yeah, I, all, did I did, I. all I did was see the Penguins screw everything up. I was up. like, whoa, what, is this how this game has been? But boy, we got surrendered, and that was bad. That what was, is that something they're doing now on the Wednesday night games? Because last week they were in Philly, and they had the, the football player. one of the Eagles yeah. down between the benches. I think they're trying, but, you know. Like, what, what was, I don't know what her reason, I, I just missed the very beginning of the game, but I, was she, is she promoting a movie? She goes to a lot of Rangers games, but I don't think she knows very much about hockey. She doesn't know anything about hockey. Or the Rangers. She didn't know who Henrik Lundqvist was. That's like the one she should know. Yeah, it's like someone not knowing Sidney Crosby. I love the Penguins. Oh, Sidney, your favorite player? Who's that now? Who is he? Sidney. Is, he, is he on the team? Hmm. Uh, so Does he play quarterback? The DVE Comedy Fest tickets go on sale 9 a.m. this morning. Uh, we've got Burt Kreischer back to headline. Rory Scovel uh, also going to be on the bill. Brad Williams and uh, Bill Crawford and Sarah Tiana. Sarah was on the show last year. She does a uh, podcast with with uh, Rob Riggle. She's one of the uh, big writers for all the uh, roasts and the award shows and stuff like that. She's a tremendously funny person. What state are you from? Georgia. Oh, I was just in Georgia for a week. Oh, well. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's different. It's a lot different than here. You think? Yeah. Well, <laughs> not, the, my... not really. I mean, it is different, but like it's still like very blue collar, like this. 
you know, I well, feel comfortable in cities like this. What part of Georgia are you from? I'm from Calhoun. We have a Nike outlet. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh-huh. Where's that at? Where's it's about an hour north of Atlanta. Okay. Between so, Atlanta and Chattanooga. So I was on the coast, and I got a ride from my, oh. my Uber driver who's, like, taking me to the airport, and she goes, where are you from? And I was like, Pittsburgh. She goes, oh, do you have, y'all, y'all have a lot of black gangs up there? And I was like, <laughs> why, why'd you have to... <laughs> No, why did you have to sp- specify? You should have been like, we have so many. <laughs> <laughs> we have the most. You should come visit. It's awesome. I'll take. Uh, we have a tour. We'll take you on one. I'm in mm-hmm. one. Yeah, it's in a bulletproof vehicle. <laughs> and we take you all around, and we give you Starbucks while you watch it. It's real fun. It's real fun. It's like, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, that, People yeah. are the way. So you're in Savannah. Uh, south of it, yeah. Sea Island, Saint Simmons area. Oh, Saint, Saint, Saint Simons. It was Simons. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> no, you don't. I wasn't allowed to do anything. <laughs> I don't know how to say anything. <laughs> I know. And I could tell you've second guessed everything. Except I don't... your outfit, which you should have third guessed. <laughs> well, that's fine. You be you. Be you. you, be you man. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. look. My my uh, my. I lack like of... her. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, move on. What's the next news? Story? Anyways, next thing. You know, when you get up at five o'clock in the morning, you won't. Come I'm out looking like, uh, you know, I don't know who your style uh, Maven icon is, but still. Roseanne. All right. <laughs> DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show, fresh from the great Pittsburgh sports debate last night. How'd that go? Uh, there was a debate, and it was great. Ah, well, it lived up to its name. Seemingly a uh, good time had by all Tequila Cowboy last night. Thanks to everybody for turning out. Did you guys hit the over on the Todd Haley jokes? I think it was set at five. I think we hit the under. Really? Well, now, I'm shocked. I'm going to need a ruling. Uh, I don't know if Sean Collier's contribution as the warm-up comic. No, I don't think that, that counts because Sean spent quite a bit of time on Todd Haley, and uh, it was funny stuff. But I think that sort of got it out of everybody's system. Mm-hmm. Although Benzie was dressed up like Todd Haley. How? He had a Steeler hat on and a Steeler shirt. Oh, big chewing yeah. play sheet. You're screaming, F you, Ben. Shut the F up, Ben. I don't think he went outside and broke his hip or anything. <laughs> That's good. Uh, no, it was a fun time. Uh, thanks again to everybody involved with that. Tequila Cowboy uh, was a phenomenal host. Yeah, that looks like it'd be a fun place to do it. And uh, it was different. That in years past, it was at Diesel and everybody would be standing. And I think this was, they were sitting at tables and it was more relaxed for the crowd. And it was... We didn't feel like we were about to be assaulted as much, so that's always good. I think we felt better about it. It was a good time. Good. Uh, already looking forward to next year's, Randy. Good. Penguins are uh, probably <laughs> looking forward to tonight's game in Montreal because uh, they have some making up to do. They had a two nothing lead entering the third period last night at Madison Square Garden. The Rangers battled back with a couple of goals to tie it, but the Penguins retook the lead late. Loose puck behind the net, played by Sproul off a body. It skips up the far wall along the glass, and Ole Matt is down there, gets it to Carl Hagelin behind the Ranger net, comes out on the forehand, and scores! Wraparound goal from Carl Hagelin, and the Penguins are back on top, late in regulation. Yeah, that was Carl Hagelin's ninth of the year at 15-41 of the third period, unfortunately for the Pens. Their 3-2 lead lasted just a minute and two seconds. The Rangers tied it again. The Penguins, uh, nonetheless, had a golden opportunity to win it seconds before the start of overtime. Malkin comes in on the penalty shot. Ten seconds to go in regulation. This would be the game winner. Malkin cuts it on the forehand and comes to the net denied. 
Georgiev gets the right pat out and makes the save. Russian on Russian. Alexander Georgiev. That kid has peaked already in his career. To stop Malkin on a penalty shot? Stops Malkin. They go to overtime, and uh, the Rangers made sure there wouldn't be a shootout. And now Pionk with the puck on his stick, flips it right wing for Kreider, picks it up on the forehand. Chris Kreider through the neutral zone, over the left wing into the Penguins' end. Kreider in the far corner on the backhand. Kreider controlling along the far wall, has a man between the circles of Banajad in front with a shot, he scores! Mika Zibanejad, the overtime winner. Rangers come back and defeat the Penguins 4-3 here at MSG. Yeah, so the Penguins have to settle for just one point. Uh, that ties them with the Caps. 85 points each atop the Metropolitan Division. Washington has played two fewer games than have the Penguins. The Pens will be in Montreal tonight. Uh, one bright spot, Brian Rust able to make it back from concussion. And not only that, but uh, Rust scored his 11th goal of the season. Uh, the Penguins making a roster move prior to the game, sending Josh Juris back to HL Wilkes-Barre Scranton. They had picked him up in a minor trade from Carolina. Juris has played 30, had played 33 NHL games this year, a couple with the Pens and uh, 31 with Carolina. That was prior to last night. Now he goes back to Wilkes-Barre and the Pens go on to Montreal and hopefully remember that uh, the games are 60 minutes long and not 40 minutes long. <laughs> Because that third period, uh, very uncharacteristic for them to be that susceptible when they've got a lead in the third and there's a couple points to be grabbed. They kind of let one slip through their fingers last night. And DeSmith was making some good saves, Mike. I mean, they you mm-hmm. know they really hung him out to dry in that third period. That's a uh, Borky. Uh, I listened to uh, the post game driving home from the debate. Borky said that he was outstanding. I was kind of trying to watch it a little bit while we were debating. He made some unbelievable saves last night. So, live and learn. They, they've been uh, very good this year with a third-period lead. That's just the second time they've lost in that situation. Both of those are in overtime. But uh, still unacceptable. Got to do better tonight against the Canadians. Uh, the third and fourth games in the first four were played last night in the NCAA basketball tournament. Texas Southern beat North Carolina Central 64-46. to and Syracuse, uh, four points better than Arizona State, 62-56. It opens uh, in Pittsburgh today. PPG Paints Arena hosting four games. Oklahoma against Rhode Island at 12-15. Iona against Duke at 2:45. Radford against Villanova. That's a 6:50 start. And then Alabama against Virginia Tech. At 9.20. Uh, take a quick look uh, at the teams involved here in Pittsburgh as we go today. Uh, the Rhode Island-Oklahoma game, an interesting one. Rhode Island checking in at 25-7. and seven. It's Rhode Island's 10th NCAA tournament. The Rams are outright Atlantic 10 champs for the first time. Uh, they have consecutive 25-win seasons for the first time, and their seventh seed is the highest in Rhode Island history. Uh, Rhode Island is third in the nation in forcing turnovers. They've got six guards who have scored at least 18 points in a game this season, a lot of depth. And uh, at one point, they had the nation's longest winning streak this season at 16 games. Still, the story for Rhode Island is the head coach, Danny Hurley, in his sixth year. He is uh, linked as a potential candidate to take over at Pitt. That was Bobby Hurley's little brother. Bobby Hurley's little brother. Bobby Hurley is... Son of one of the greatest high school coaches of all time. Bobby Hurley Sr., St. Anthony's High School in Jersey City. 
Bobby Hurley is the coach at Buffalo. Oklahoma has had a bizarre year. Uh, the Sooners started unranked. They climbed to as high as number four in the country at one point, and they ended the regular season unranked. Uh, they're about one guy, guard Trey Young, a freshman, 27.4 points per game, 8.7 assists per game. He led the nation in both categories. He's the first player in Division One history to lead in points and assists. Wow. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, because usually the guy leading in points just jacks it up all the right. time. Uh, Not looking to dish it. He is. I don't know if you've caught this guy's act on TV at all this year. He's had some phenomenal games. He's had some stinkers, too. But when he's on and he's lighting it up, it's fun to watch. Uh, enjoy the action at PPG Paints Arena today. Oh, if only I could go there at 12.15 and stay until midnight. Oh, if only. Yeah, today's going to be fun. Steelers uh, made the releases of... William Gay and Mike Mitchell official yesterday. They also included safety Robert Golden. Good uh, addition by subtraction there. As a safety and a defensive player, Rob G was a special team stalwart. Yeah, they really wiped out their whole secondary. The Mitchell one is the the one that's up uh, in the air, right? I'm sorry? It's up in the air. He might come back or they're trying to talk to him. Yeah, I don't know. Um... It's probably going to depend on uh, what, if anything, they can do in free agency or what happens in the draft or if somebody else values Mike Mitchell more than the Steelers apparently do. Uh, he was one of the topics of the debate last night. I, th- I think this he he had his issues. I, I think this guy took too much crap here. And, uh, hey, it's great. Yeah, economy sucks. Get him out of here. All right, who's playing safety? Who's starting? Somebody's got to do it. This guy was a veteran. Uh, he put incredible time into it. He tried to become a leader as his career went on here. And uh, he gave it everything he had here in Pittsburgh. Uh, it wasn't enough. But I don't understand why people were so anti-Mike Mitchell. Well, the word just, was the locker room was. The players were not big fans. The word from? From a reliable, very reliable source. Uh, did you see Cam Hayward's tweet? Yes, I did. That's a public name source. I don't. Cam I, Hayward is also, uh, you know, kind of a leader. I'm just saying, yeah. maybe other guys uh, in that locker room were not huge fans. Um, you know, maybe not. Uh, the reason I think he got crap, Mike, is because <clears throat> he never made a big signature play. Nope. I mean, tell me, tell me a big play you can remember him making in a game, other than getting run over 15 yards down the field and getting up and jawing at the guy. Uh, fans- let's, let, let's revisit that for a second. And, and, and that's one re- Madden tweeted that. We got into this at the debate last night. That was a great tackle by Mike Mitchell on a play where a 240-pound back came around the corner after running through Bud Dupree, motioned at Mitchell with his hand and said, come on, which I rarely see that in an NFL game. He gets called out as the play's yeah. going on. That wasn't an 11-yard game because of Mike Mitchell. That was not a 40-yard game because of Mike Mitchell. Right. He got the guy on the ground at contact. Yeah, yeah he His got job one is over. Actually called the safety. job was done. Yeah. It was a good tackle, and people gave him shit for that. Um, gave him uh, stuff for that. Fans <laughs> need to see the tangible, the the turnovers. You know. Yeah, he, he didn't play the ball well enough. Uh, they brought him here to be a ball. Ball hawk safety, and he wasn't that. But well, see, the, the, on that play with Fournette that you're referencing, though, Mike, to me, when you call someone over, 
You're not trying to juke them. You're not trying to, you know, run around them for 40 yards. You want to run them over, and he ended up on his back. And Fournette ended up on the ground, and the play was over. Still, that's not a play to me you get up jumping around. Well, I, I, I see where you're coming from, but do, do you appreciate it any better when a guy catches a pass, a receiver who is supposed to catch the ball, I and like he gets it. up in gestures and gyrates? Like, that's what guys do now. Everybody that makes a play calls attention to themselves. I like it when a safety absolutely obliterates a running back. Yeah, it's tough that's, to, that's tough my to preference. do to a guy with Leonard Fournette size. When you see somebody do that, let me know. And again, it... The criticism of Mitchell is valid. My point is who who plays now. I don't disagree with you. Do you trust well, you got to you know, go get somebody, you obviously. you got to go get a rookie and, and trust the keys to the car to a rookie. And, I don't disagree with and you. And you're not picking in the top ten. Well, and also discounting the fact that he was also helping coach on the field a little bit and make sure that some of those younger corners knew where they were going. Well, and, and, and he tried to become a leader, and he was there early, and he watched a lot of film, and he, he was a spokesman for the team. And I think he said what a lot of Steelers fans were thinking and believing and what they wanted their guys to say. They just didn't like it after they didn't win. I think it honestly boils down to what Bill just said, although you de- you made a good point in defending it. The perception of Mike Mitchell is he celebrated like he was the best in the league, and he was far from it. Yeah, I think he was just fired up because he, you know, and and he was a, a, an emotional guy, and not just I, on that play though. Probably Mike. overly I mean, so. Yeah, yeah. I, he I did agree. that a ton, but that's that doesn't put him in the minority. No, right? but it that's, doesn't endear him to the fans. That's the way the game's played now. I, I think you know if if they had beaten Jacksonville and gone on to beat New England, that will play him in Haiti. We'll play him in hell. We're going to beat him. That would have been. Steeler lore, that quote. And since they didn't win, it's all they weren't focused. They didn't have their eye on the ball. All right, we're going to take a break. Val's got news, top of the hour. What do you got, Val? Uh, We're going to talk about the newest trend in engagement rings. It's not really a ring, though. Any chance Honey Badger comes here? Well, you never say never. Uh, I I don't think the Steelers are going to be the only team interested. No, every team was tweeting at him yesterday. Stars from every team was like, yo, yo, come yeah. on over here. Come on over. That's certainly a guy I would try to uh, pull every salary, salary cap string I could to make it work somehow. You and me both. And if he's, uh, the Badger was uh, tweeting something along the lines of, I want to go to a place where defense matters and they can win. Um, I know a place. So stay tuned. I didn't think they'd get Joe Hayden before the start of last year, and they did. Good point. Jason Mackey talks pens later. The Love Master, Craig Shoemaker, will be in studio. Stan Savern in the 9 o'clock hour, and uh, tickets go on sale for the DB Comedy Fest at 9 a.m. Southern Man. That's the song that got everybody pissed off, Val. Yeah. Uh, down below the Mason Dixon. They didn't like that song. Leonard Skinnerd. Who probably commented? That's the the crazy thing is the idea that Ronnie Van Zant would hate what his brother Johnny Van Zant has turned that band into. Was that like the first beef, like call out in a song? Uh, between musicians. Yeah, I don't know. Probably Glenn Miller probably called out Tommy Dorsey in something in a very happy, cheery sort of way way back in the day. Tommy has the media. Yeah, you you don't really hear too much rock beef like across the genre, like di- from different bands. It's usually infighting when it comes to rock beef. Right, 
Rock beef. Delicious. Uh, he doesn't, uh, Neil Young doesn't call out anybody there. It's Leonard Skinner's Skinner, response yeah. saying Southern men don't need him around. And that, if I remember correctly, even that was sort of misinterpreted. Like Ronnie Van Zant's like, uh, you know, you lumped us all into one thing. That's not what it is. Not that Ronnie Van Zant had a problem with what Neil Young was trying to illuminate. Just that, you know, hey, don't lump us all into that category. And his politics are completely 180 of uh, of his brother, Johnny. Well, they were before he died anyways. But we shall see. Will Johnny be able to take the band any further? Is this no, their, they're done. This their, is the end. This is the last this tour. This tour is the end of the road. Are you absolutely positive? Well, that's what they're saying. Everybody's dying. Who's the only guy left? Uh, Gary Rosington? Yeah. Everybody else has already passed on. But what was the song that they had, Red, White, and Blue? It's, uh, my neck is still red, my hair's turned white. Yes. My collar's turned blue. I mean, that's a good Still blue. Still blue. That's a good lyric. That is a great lyric. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, he's just kind of Gallagher too. <laughs> but would you care if your brother like went on and carried on your name? And just made my, after you were dead and he's like feeding his family and stuff and he totally no. turned it into something that it wasn't. No, I wouldn't. By the way, their final show in Pittsburgh is August 25th at Key Bank Pavilion. And who are they playing with? Who are they playing with? I personally wouldn't care just because it's hard to care about something when you're, when what? you're dead. No, but you, you know, now, you know, people fill out wills for a reason. They want things to go a certain way after they're dead. He, he should have filled, he should have had a band, uh, direction in there don't take it this way if i go <laughs> or at least once there is only one original member in it stop playing i think hank williams jr is opening think, the show here I, I think you're right it's kid rock hank williams jr and bad company wait that are opening the it's sh- they're alternating alternate okay it's not i was gonna say i thought oh, that was like triple bill damn. for a second like whoa no yeah, and I think I remember seeing it announced that it was going to be Hank Williams Jr. here. They have, Bad Company has silver, blue, and gold. Hopefully they play that before Skinner plays red, white, and blue. Nice color scheme. Be quite colorful. Though, though I don't know that the rainbow will be uh, represented too much more than that <laughs> at that concert. Val's got news coming up next. Yeah, we're going to talk about a new trend, and uh, it's for engagement rings, but not really a ring. Find out the winner of our Get Your Shamrocks Off contest. Also, the Love Master. Craig Shoemaker live in studio coming up on TV. I don't get sour Loading cream up when a, I go there. A hand grenade. <laughs> and I feel like that equals it out. That makes it healthy. Hey, no so, sour cream. You're like Mario. I just don't get uh, ketchup with my French fries. Yeah. No, no, no. Right. No, what, what was Mario's? It wasn't no, ketchup. I thought it was just no fries. No fries with his burger. I don't order fries with my club sandwich. <laughs> you have to make omissions every once in a while. Yeah, but that's like... Yeah, but I, I, I've, I've used this a lot, but that's like Febreze in the porta potty I yeah. mean, you know, <laughs> it's you can't undo what you're already doing you know what though you have like you eat at home all the time you have a family at home like yep. i am eating on the run and in restaurants way too often so i have to like make shot call them every once in a while i'd be like i know there's bacon on that but please no bacon and then i feel like the biggest pansy in the world but, sir you got the bacon <laughs> randy bauman and the dve morning show i mean if they really want to keep me as a customer they'd accommodate that request 
Sir, I'd like you to direct you to a different hamburger that isn't um, bacon heavy. <laughs> Val, I'm on three straight nights of fish. Good for you. I did uh, like veggie lunches and three nights of fish. I, uh, I think I gained some weight and uh, I feel How a little so? terrible. I don't know. So- did you eat Long John Silver's? <laughs> no, I was <laughs> going to say, fish, were right? they battered? Right. Was the fish fried and battered? I Yeah, does that matter? No. Yeah. Not to Val. How many... How many calories do you think there is in a fish fry meal, like French fries? Like from a church? Yeah. Probably a couple thousand. Because <laughs> they give you big fish. Well, and, and big I mean, ass it's buns. It's not fish sticks. It's like a it's like a foot long piece of fish. If you're and half a loaf of bread. If you're going not to a church, if you're going for a fish sandwich in Pittsburgh, what's your first choice? A restaurant? Yes. Well, Woolies is probably top of the line. Eat Park's got a pretty good fish sandwich. The new Permanis one is awesome, by the way. Uh, oh, you know it what? Is. You're right. It, but I don't know. Do they have that all year? No. No, but it is awesome. It was really good. Because the slaw on top of it, like, yep. for some reason, and that fish fries. sandwich, like, that, Ooh. yeah, that that makeup for a sandwich really works with a fish sandwich. Needs in Lawrenceville is, you know, you got to wait in line for those things. I mean, they're they're incredible. Mm-hmm. That is, that's, a you know, top of the list for me. But also, uh downtown uh, market square oyster house oh yeah i haven't been there for a long time though i like the battered fish more than breaded i don't know the oh yeah battered okay i get that's it the, yeah the like permanis is battered that's the stuff so every time growing up in erie when I, like my cousins would get you know several dozen pounds of perch they would do the batter dip oh, yeah, fry, and so you good. just sit at a party like on a Saturday afternoon, and mm. somebody's just sitting there frying fish, and then going around with a new plate of them. And I mean, that's awesome. you could crush those all day. And that's a light fish. Oh yeah, it's not a dense. And they're yeah, they're little, they're pieces yeah. like about that big, giant. Yeah, I put my hands apart for, for those who you know aren't in the room. I put my fingers apart about three inches, about this big, about this much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's tough with all the church ones. It's tough to know which one to go to. And we, last year we started our group of friends. We went to a different one every Friday. Mm-hmm. We've only made it to two this year. Any so repeats I'm a, I'm a or like, out. or did you? Uh, no, no repeats so far. It's tough. Everyone what? we went to was really good. Do the clubs all have them too? Like a if you go to the Elks halls, and Fire Halls clubs, and BFWs yeah. and all A lot that. of yeah. them do. <laughs> Ancient Order of the Hibernians. Mm-hmm. That's a that's one of the final four in Carnegie. What do you mean? Oh wow! They is it the incline? Did a like a bracket? Yeah, a fish sandwich bracket. There's a church in Scott Township, the Ancient Order of the Hibernians, which they sold out of fish last week. So oh how? It's so because it's final four. Now I'm not a big. Everybody's fi- like, we're gonna go there. Dude. I'm not a big fish fry guy, but is that something that you can really screw up? Like, how many bad fish sandwiches have you had in your well, life? Well, you know, if you don't get the batter right and it it doesn't stick to the fish and then it's like exposed fish, <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> well, you don't want to have your fish exposed. No. You That's know what I mean? the last thing you want, really. It's all dried up and fried and it doesn't have any bit, uh, coating on it. Right. You could screw that up. I think if you leave it in the fryer too long, yeah, that'll screw it up. My mom and dad used to love good. to go to Carl's out on 22, like on the way to Mon- the Monroeville Mall. Yeah, I heard that place has good fish. They used to post up there all the time. There's a one in Bloomfield, too. Is it Armin's? 
I don't know. In Bloomfield? Is that a restaurant? Yeah. It says home of the best fish sandwich. It's got a huge... <laughs> That's not why I'm saying it, because I saw a sign. I was say, you it sound has, like it says Elf. it right there. No, it has a reputation. Think you go in, congratulations, guys. <laughs> best fish sandwich in the world. World's best chili. Who would have thought that? Congratulations. The whole world. Woo! You must be thrilled. You guys are the best. What are you got going on, Val? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Center 11. It's 26 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Giant Eagle Curbside Express. Campaign officials for Rick Zacone are weighing a challenge to the results of Tuesday's special election for Pennsylvania's 18th Congressional District. By day's end yesterday, Connor Lamb, the Democrat, had a less than 700 vote lead on Zacone. Allegheny County's election review process will begin tomorrow. Once that review is complete, all court challenges must be filed within five days. And Allegheny County elections officials say Despite claims to the contrary, there were no voting machine glitches on Tuesday. The National Republican Congressional Committee called for an investigation after it says there were, were reports of voting machines supposedly switching votes. Uh, what was the voter turnout? Do we know? I don't know. I saw, I think the total they expected was, or the total possible was like 230,000 maybe. Okay. But I don't know what percentage voted. I haven't seen any reports. I'm just about glad that, that uh, the, the ads are done, and I'll be even more glad when <laughs> it's just wrapped up. Because you know, I don't care which way it goes at this point. I just want it to be over with. Well, it may drag on for a little. Well, longer. because it does. I don't know how much effect anybody in that office is actually going to have, and you know, both sides are going to claim victory of some sort. And yeah. also, this district won't exist in November. ABC News was reporting from Carnegie last night. No kidding. Yeah. Tom Yamas was on the hill above Papa Jay's. He must have been up by the oh, library. Wow. Did he stop down at the poorhouse afterwards? I don't know. Because that's one of that's the world's greatest bar. And they were also in the final, I think they were in the Elite Eight for restaurants for fish fries. The, every time I tell somebody to go there who's never been there, they're like, wait a minute, that bar, really? Like, how could, I've never heard of this. I'm like, how what? have you never been to oh the God, poorhouse? I've been in Pittsburgh 24 years and it's been the young folks, ever since then. Val, the young people. Telling you. The youngins. They the young- don't know? No. Not all of them. Not the ones that live over on the, you know. Kids. On the tech end. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But that has, they have music nonstop down there. Oh, and yeah. F- the food is, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Let's they just talk about good, bars and food all day. They have good cod cakes. I will say that. Cod cakes. Yeah, I always get that when I go there. So they make, like, crab cakes out of cod? I'm all right with that. Well, yeah. Sure. And that's all year round. That's not just... A cod cake? Yeah. You can get it's it at any good. point in time. Is See, the- I, I feel like like up until very recently in Pittsburgh, there was this sort of quadrant apartheid. Like, whatever section you were from, you stayed there. Like, yes. I was from the yeah, east. It's a tradition. I stayed in the east. So I don't know anything about North Hills, South Hills, the West End, nothing. But no places. I never went to any of those places ever. Nobody still does. That will. I think that's always going to be part of the makeup of this town. Is that while it will get better, that will always be a component of living in Pittsburgh because of the geography. Don't go across the bridge. I mean, I joke all the time. Like I moved on the other side of the the you know the Fort Pitt tunnel, and my parents had a going away party for me. <laughs> I'm like Bill, we'll never see you again. Like, guys, I live eight miles from you. Well, nobody from the North Hills knows anything in the South Side. Nobody from the South Hills. Nobody in the South Hills knows anything in the North Hills, et cetera, et cetera. 
Boy, their people are afraid of the tunnels. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you tell no me, question. I don't know Monroeville. I don't know the east. You know, see, that's where I grew up. Go to the suburbs. Like that's where yeah. we went to the movies. We went to Showcase Cinema East out by the Monroeville Mall. Right, and get dropped off, and now I think it's like a sheets. I know the main roads. I can do the main roads. Give me uh, side roads. I'm you know, Alexiak. Tell me where to go. <laughs> The Navy says two crew members are dead after ejecting from their FA-18 fighter jet before it crashed off the Florida Keys. Rescuers recovered the two in the waters off Key West and took them to a hospital. The jet was attached to a fighter squadron based at Naval Air Station Oceana in Virginia Beach. Two people killed in separate package bombings in central Texas apparently knew each other. NBC reports Anthony Stephen House and Draylon Mason went to church together and are from prominent black families in the area. House died earlier this month. Mason was killed on Monday. Officials with the Allegheny County Airport Authority say they are looking for artists to create three installations at Pittsburgh International Airport. Representatives say it is part of their Art in the Airport program, looking to enhance the facilities for visitors and staff. The first of the three installations will be on display starting June 1st. Each artist or organization selected will see uh, receive 1500 bucks. I like that. Yeah. Stephen Hawking's passing is putting a focus on his warnings about the survival of humans. In recent months, Hawking warned that humans need to leave Earth in the next 200 years if we want to survive. Hawking believed life on Earth would be wiped out by an asteroid strike, artificial intelligence, an alien invasion, or some other major disaster. He also warned overpopulation, war, and climate change could be the end of humanity. The legendary physicist passed away at his home in Cambridge, England this week. He was 76. Yeah, that's why we're going to have to start eating bugs. That's going to be uh, the source of protein in 30 years, or a little more than that, when there's 10 billion well, plus people on the I planet i'm dead by then it's not bad eating bugs isn't so bad by the way i got no, and go ahead i got scolded for us talking about stephen hawking <laughs> yesterday by my mom I was very unhappy why why did mom get upset because me and you were talking about stephen hawking and his sexual prowess and she she was mad and said um talking about stephen hawking's boners is not in good taste <laughs> did she say boners? she said boners and i could not believe she said boners <laughs> And Did I, you say, Mom, you saying boners is not a good thing? Yeah. Yeah. And, Mom, we got you to say boners. We're, we're yeah. raising boner awareness. But first, the first thing I thought of, because she stopped. I don't think she's listened to me ever because of that. Because when I was in Erie, it was easy for her to listen. And she was appalled then. And I tried to explain to her, you should never, it's, ever listen. It will only. Co- it, it's not for it's moms. Going to, it's not for moms. Yes. And so she did eventually settle on the, it's, it's not for moms. And uh, but then when she scolded me yesterday, I thought about you yep. and your mom, mm-hmm. who was totally pissed at you for something similar. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't remember the exact uh, story, but it was talking about uh, someone's vagina. <laughs> That's all I remember. Well, And my parents were coming to Pittsburgh oh. to go to a doctor, and my mom said, That's some real nice stuff you talk about on that morning show. <laughs> And I said, again, please, just don't listen. Don't listen. Exactly. Save us both the aggravation. She wasn't listening the morning that you were talking about the menu at the strip club. No, no, I don't think so. But It's it's not not, not for mums. Not for mums. 
The D- that could be uh, that could be our the slogan. The DV Morning Show. <laughs> Not for mums. Not for mums. <laughs> well, why wear an engagement ring when you can pierce a diamond right into your skin? Yeah. A new trend in millennial engagements is piercing the diamond directly onto your finger. Now, it's not like an ear pierce where it goes the whole way through. Uh, instead, it's like putting an anchor, like if you put a, a wall anchor in. Yeah, right. It, uh, they do a dermal anchor into the skin, which involves removing a circle of skin with a dermal punch and then placing an anchor into the hole, which attaches to the, the piercing and what, the diamond. What, why? Why? I don't know. Bored? I guess. Um, uh, here's the thing. First of all, I know a lot of ladies who would like their husband to have it implanted. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, every once in a while they go away on business trips and magically it fell off right. and they can't find it. And it's <laughs> in the, uh, somehow it's in the sink of the quality inn. And, well, in the radiator. In Chicago. <laughs> but Actually, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why you would do that. I'm sure it's for people who do piercings already. It's probably trendy with that crowd. But conspiracy theorists are going to say that that's putting the uh, RFG chip. chip in you. Yeah, mark of the beast. Yeah. Actor Corey Feldman is calling on New York State lawmakers to pass the Child Victims Act. The measure would make it easier for people who are sexually assaulted as a child to sue their attackers when they're adults. Feldman says he was abused as a child actor. The Child Victims Act would extend the statute of limitations to 28 in criminal cases and would create a one-year window to file a lawsuit. Even if the statute of limitations expires in the past, the bill was passed in the Assembly but has not been taken up in the Republican-controlled Senate. Governor Cuomo has included the measure in his proposed budget. And maybe it's time to change their name from the who to the what? Roger Daltrey admitted to the crowd during his solo shows at the Joint in Vegas last week that he's very, very deaf and relies on lip reading and a large uh, and large in-ear monitors to figure out what's happening on stage. 74-year-old also warned concert goers they should take their, quote, effing earplugs to the gigs or risk ending up like him. He said, if only we had known when we were young. Despite his hearing loss, Daltrey said he does intend to keep gigging for a long time and thanked his fans for allowing him to continue to do so. Um, yeah, that's a, it's a tough one, man. You get to be that age, and the problem is those in-ear monitors a lot of times do a ton of damage yeah. to your ears. So putting those things in that, you know... I think that'd be worse. Yeah, it really blows up your, your ears. I know some guys uh, locally have had trouble with those. They're, they're, they're hard to, I mean, yeah. to, to use for a long time. Forecast today, windy and cold with snow. Uh, this forecast is starting to really make me angry. Temperatures in the mid-30s today. It's 26 at DVE. Perfect weather for the DVE Get Your Shamrocks Off contest. We're going to be riding in the parade Saturday morning. And we'll tell you who won the contest coming up here momentarily which will, as you know, entail quite a weekend of partying. Mike has your sports when we come back. The Penguins got surrounded last night. Free agents all over the place in the NFL. The Steelers letting go of uh, more of their secondary and in search of help. Full sports report coming up next. The Love Master, Craig Shoemaker, next hour, DVE. DVE Sports. Oh, yeah, we got Craig Shoemaker, the Love Master, coming in 815. He'll beat the improv all weekend long. Jason Mackey from the Trib will be talking, or I'm sorry, from the Post Gazette will be talking about 
Then Pittsburgh Penguins coming up, and Mike Pursuta here to do just that. How was the great Pittsburgh sports pick, 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 uh, debate uh, ibid, 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 last night? Great time was had by all, or so it appeared. Yeah, well, that's good we, to know. I know we enjoyed it. Uh, Who won the Mark Madden Mechanical Bull Challenge? You know, the disappointing element of it was that when it ended, nobody went on the bull. Uh, no I fist mean, fights between, uh, between the, any of you guys? The citizens were going on the bull. Okay. But uh, none of us. Sadly. Well, squandered bull. opportunity. Let's hope for next year. Yeah. Um, next year, you guys just all do debate on bulls. That would be too bad. Get five bulls. Yeah, yeah just, just get five bulls. You guys yelling at each other, spilling beers all over. Uh, Penn's got Sarandon last night. <laughs> well, I, you know, I saw her. They had TVs on around us. We couldn't hear anything, obviously. But, uh, boy, people are going crazy about that. Quiet on a close call is Cody. Whoa. Oh, oh. Whoa, oh. Crosby with six goals, ten points in his yes. last six. McGee comes back to Latang, rolling puck in. I mean, that's tremendous. Yeah, it sounded like she was watching somebody on a mechanical bull. It's really fast, and it's so much fun to see, you know, everybody close up and feel all the pressure. But in the beginning, the lights and everything was crazy. It was like being with the Rockettes, people going in and out, being just crazy. I love it. Oh yeah, well, yeah. hey, you know, I think it's I think it's a good idea. Young guys are fabulous, and they're hungry, and they're foolish, and they're makes for an exciting game. So I'm I'm patient. Definitely. She's just a horny cougar. She's got some experience <laughs> developing young players. <laughs> yeah, that's all she's doing. She's bulldarring them. Yeah. They have that in hockey. Yeah. It's called a billet. A billet? Yeah, the junior hockey players, when they go to another town, they, oh, have, yeah. they have to stay with somebody. Like in the movie uh, Youngblood. Youngblood. Yeah. Yeah. I'm patient. I mean, that was really tremendous insight on her part well i don't know i don't know what happened in the third period of the penguins but they uh they really screwed up and let a point get away yeah they were up two nothing going into the third they were up three two late in the third and they wound up losing it four to three in ot crystal tang had a pretty good idea what happened in the third period we we threw away that game in the third it was like we were not even interested so uh we have to learn from that Uh, (laughs) in this league there's no there's no bad team um, there was teams that were outside the playoff, but there's still uh, there's still tons of good players on those teams, and they got to make you pay if you don't respect it. Yeah, Mike Sullivan didn't want to acknowledge that his team overlooked the Rangers, who have downsized of late and gone young, but uh, he understood what the Penguins didn't do well and why the result was what it was. Well, we didn't play hard enough. We got outplayed in the third period. Uh, our penalty kill didn't get it done. Our power play didn't get it done. And, uh, and that's what happens. There's a fine line between winning and losing in this league. And every team has something to play for. And every team has good players. And uh, we didn't bring it in the third period with the, with the level of urgency or, or the details, the attention to detail that we needed. The quality of the chances that we gave up were high, and they scored. Ben's get one point for the effort. Uh, that's effort with the two quotes around air it. Air quotes. When you say that, hold your fingers up and make the air quotes around either side of it. Uh, the Pens and Caps have 85 points apiece. The Caps have played 69 games and the Pens 71. The Penguins are in Montreal tonight. Uh, one bit of good news, Brian Rust made it back into the lineup and scored a goal uh, in his return from concussion. Prior to the game, the Penguins sent forward Josh Juris back to AHL Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Uh, the third and fourth games in the NCAA tournament's first four 
We played last night in Dayton, Ohio. Texas Southern beats North Carolina Central 64-46. to Remember, Southern's the team. They played everybody but the Cleveland Cavaliers in their non-conference schedule on the road so they could cash a bunch of checks and fund their athletic department. And uh, they weren't playing Kansas last night, Toto. They were playing North Carolina Central. And uh, they look pretty good. Syracuse, uh, a nice win over Arizona State. So those two teams move on. We've got four games at PPG Paints Arena. Today it starts at 12-15, Oklahoma against Rhode Island. Then at 2:45, Iona against Duke. At 6:50, Radford against Villanova. And at 9:20, Alabama against Virginia Tech. Let's talk a little bit about the Duke game this hour. Uh, what a fortunate draw for Pittsburgh! That mm-hmm. uh, if you're going today, you get to see Mike Shishovsky and the Blue Devils. Uh, full disclosure: I hate Duke. The reason I hate Duke is twofold. I think they get all the calls, which other people would agree with me on that, and. They're 11-1 and one against my team. Yeah, the real reason. Tom Izzo and Michigan yeah. State, and that drives me uh, crazy. But uh, Duke is phenomenal, and uh, this year may be poised to win it again. All five starters are projected to be first-round picks in either 2018 or 2019. Wow. Look, nobody from Pittsburgh should pass up the opportunity to go and boo Grayson Allen in person. There's that, too. Uh, Coach K, uh, what, what can you say? Five national championships, 12 Final Fours, 33 NCAA tournament appearances, and 1,097 wins. Amazing thing about Mike Krzyzewski, he played for Bobby Knight at Army. And he learned the intensity and the drive and the maniacal pursuit of excellence from Knight, but he was still a human being. He stopped short. He didn't of become the dictator. Bob yeah, he didn't throw chairs and <laughs> flip out. And, and, and I love Bob Knight. I'm a big Bob Knight fan, warts and all. But but Mike Shishovsky, a lot of warts. Mike Shishovsky took what made Bob Knight great and left behind what irritates people mm-hmm. regarding Bob Knight. And uh, just a phenomenal career that includes three Olympic gold medals with USA Basketball and two World Cup gold medals. Iona is in uh, its third straight NCAA tournament and it has been to the Big Dance five of the last seven times. It has one NCAA win in 1980. Beat Holy Cross. One in 12 all time are the Gales in the NCAA tournament. It's a Catholic school from New Rochelle, New York, that embodies the values of justice, peace, and service. The mission is to make a positive impact on the lives of others and to move the world. Move the world. Doesn't say which direction. Just move it. I would, I would assume move forward. It. Move it a little bit. I would assume forward. But uh, that, that's a mismatch, but uh, Duke's worth the price of admission. Uh, the Steelers uh, released three players yesterday. You knew that the Mike Mitchell and William Gay releases were coming. They also parted ways with Robert Golden. Here's what Cam Hayward had to say about Mike Mitchell's release on Twitter yesterday. Quote, I know it's a business, but just wanted to give at I am Mike Mitchell some respect. Thank you for always playing with your heart on your sleeve. Folks don't always see what you do, but just know you were always appreciated. Hashtag brother. I think Cam Hayward liked Mike Mitchell. Okay. If that's just a captain, you know, saying a nice thing about a departing. Another veteran. That he really went over. Over the top on yeah. that. The fans were not so much. 
And we went over that last hour. Yeah. The fans would more. point out that uh, Cam Hayward didn't say, hey, Mike Mitchell, thanks for making all those awesome plays for us. <laughs> they might not have seen everything you do. Maybe he was talking about the donuts he brought every Thursday, Mike. You never know. That's, maybe it was that. It could have been the donuts. Usually they make the rookies do that. Yeah. So I'm going to guess it wasn't that. Uh, Tyron, you got to carry somebody else's donuts. What's the chances the Steelers have money for a honey badger? <laughs> I, bet they're, I bet they're thinking about it. How could you not be? Every team in the league's got to be thinking about it. We're going to be giving away, uh, well, we're going to tell you who won our Get Your Shamrocks Off contest for the uh, biggest St. Paddy's Day party you could ever imagine. A full weekend worth downtown for this weekend's historic St. Paddy's Day parade in downtown Pittsburgh. That's on the way. The Comedy Festival tickets go on sale at 9 a.m. Burt Kreischer, Brad Williams, Rory Scovel, Sarah Tion, and Bill Crawford performing June 29th at the Bayam Theater. And The Love Master. Craig Shoemaker, live in studio, 815. When we come back from this commercial break, Jason Mackey from the Post-Gazette talks about last night's loss and looking ahead here for the uh, Penguins and how hopefully this serves as a wake-up call for them. Going up to Montreal tonight, which is, I went and saw a Penguins game there before. That's one of the best places you can ever see hockey. It's pretty crazy. It's really fun. I've seen playoff games there. Oh, What? Penguins and Canadians. Yeah, it was oh, the Molson Center crazy. when I went. Is it still yeah, that? I don't know what they call it now. But yeah, all I know it's is it's huge. I was and it's packed and it's intense. And I was blown away by how easy it was to get a beer there. I, I, I remember that because it was like the Molson Center. So everywhere you turn, <laughs> there was somebody sitting there just waiting to give you a beer. You never waited in line for a beer. <laughs> kind of like a Cardinals baseball game. Yeah, it Bush Stadium, much much like the. Uh, the Who same needs a beer? Game. Who needs one? Hey, what one? Yeah, beer. That, yeah, because if you're <laughs> named after a beer, you can't you can't. Right. Have it hard to get a beer. Yeah. That's beer. unacceptable. I got to be honest with you, though. I have a tremendously hard time finding paint at Penguins games. <laughs> so I don't know. They got to remedy that. It is the DVE Morning Show. And joining us right now from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, Jason Mackey talking Penguins is on the DVE Morning Show. What's going on, man? How are you, Jason? Not too much. Going, going great, guys. How are you? Are you uh, Are you traveling later in the day, or what's your uh, story? Uh, don't, don't do this to me. No, I'm driving back from New York this morning. I don't have the Montreal end of it. Oh, up. dude, you don't get to go up to I know. Oh, man. It makes me feel better, though, slightly. He was supposed to get in at, like, 3 o'clock yesterday, and his plane got delayed to like, 11.30 at night. So, oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm sick in the head that it makes me feel better. No, it should. No, it's no, no that's understandable, yeah. Natural human instinct right there. He did there. get New York. I mean, that's not a bad. Yeah, no, it's not a bad consolation prize. I'll get, I'll, and we went to Carmine's on Friday. or I don't even know what the heck day it is, but if you guys have ever been there, incredible. Well, let me ask you first off, what the hell happened in the third period of the Penguins? That is not characteristic of a Mike Sullivan team. No, it's not. I mean, that thing just came out of absolutely nowhere. And and one thing I think, you know, maybe I underwrote, we've under-talked about or whatever, but just how good they've been in third periods under Sullivan and with a lead. I mean, they just don't do that stuff. And, um, got really sloppy, special teams went to hell, and, you know, not managing the puck well with Tang talking about how he didn't, uh, defend Kreider because he was afraid of his speed. Like, I thought my head was going to pop off. Chris Letang was afraid of Chris Kreider's speed. Okay. But, no, it was just a, a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes that, you know what, I, they're, they kind of said this last night, but what I think it was is them thinking that they had this thing in the back, that they're playing the Rangers, the Rangers stink, they don't have anybody good on their team, they've got a lead, we're just going to cruise on, on in with two points, and, and they learned the hard way that it's not that easy. Sometimes you don't have to overanalyze it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's I don't just think the tortoise in the hair. Thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have one team that that is playing in front of its home crowd that 
you know, is in the middle of a strip down and sell off and, and whatever, and another one that just thinks two points are gifted, and you saw the results. And, you know, by the time the Penguins were kind of scrambling around, it was too little too late, and, you know, it's just the the effort and the execution and everything wasn't there. It's not like they got out-schemed or something like that. I mean, if the Penguins did that to any team in the league, they'd make them pay for it. Jason, uh, some silver lining from last night. I mean, Russ returns, looks great. And that line that sorted to form between him, Broussard, and Kessel looks like it could be dynamite coming into the postseason. No, I agree. I agree. And, and you know, we could go through some of their mistakes on the, the goals in the third period. And I, I, don't, I don't necessarily understand that because nobody played well in the third period. But um, when things were going good, I thought that line had some decent chemistry. And I, I sort of thought that all along with Russ that – I mean, one, he just fits himself on any line, and two, that that those guys, and meaning Broussard and Kessel, they just need some sort of speed element there that some other guys weren't bringing. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's that's the best to me. Broussard has looked so far since he's been here. Um, I thought that line was highly effective, and you know, it's it's good for them to have Russ back. That's half of the half of the, the puzzle, and then you get Matt Murray back, and, and they'll be fine. So, uh, did Sullivan uh, maybe just try to go to, with the hot hand with Gino on the penalty shot last night? Because uh, to me, that looked like it would have been a Sidney Crosby special. Get the W and get out of there. You know what? I uh, I'll admit this. I don't know exactly how that rule works. I guess he gets to pick everybody or pick anybody he wants to, and and in that case, I guess you go with the hot hand. Although I think I saw somewhere Gino was now zero for seven on penalty shots, something like that. When and. Then, yeah. It's often, never really been a forte for him. No, it hasn't. Not he deeks too much. Slow. <laughs> we just kind of ran out of real estate there on that mm-hmm. one last night. Uh, just you know, I don't know. Maybe if the goal was ten feet farther back, he would have been all right. But don't you got to put a thinker in a penalty shot? No, you got to put a guy who doesn't think. That's that, what <laughs> my point is. There's too much time to make. Yeah, no, right. Like he's. Malkin's better when it's chaotic yeah. and he's just reacting. Right. Yeah. When he's got time to think, he's like, uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, he starts doing the Rubik's Cube in his head, and it's over. <laughs> you know what, though? Look at the run that Gino's been on. Oh. Can you blame Sullivan? A tear. No, no. That's no. just it. I guess you have to go with Gino, but uh, I don't know. I, hey, I would like the 87 there. Jason, the uh, Penguins said what you'd expect them to say after that kind of performance. I'm wondering, do you ever gauge reaction in the locker room after games? And if so, what was it like last night compared to recent yeah. losses? I, yeah, I, I I do gauge reaction, and I think sometimes that's important. Not so much what they say, but how they say it, and, and sort of the mood around there and the manner in which they say it. Um, like after the Boston loss, everybody was kind of, you know, sort of eager to talk to us. And you know how that room works, Mike. It's not like they're they're not all, you know, standing at their stalls handing out candy, you know, hoping for them to talk to you uh, or for you to talk to them. But I mean, guys were pretty eager last night. It, it felt like it was, you know, they had some stuff to say. They weren't really happy with how things went. Now, that sort of effort would have been useful 45 minutes prior or whatever prior, but. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, but you got the impression they believed what they were saying, and they weren't just saying it, it, what right. people wanted they to were, hear. They were pissed off enough that this wasn't just lip service; that this was, you know, they sort of realized the gravity of the situation. And I'm willing to bet that Mike Sullivan read him the riot act right before that. And you know, I I do think this could be kind of a, a wake up call. I know that's a cliche to make every loss late in the season. Oh, this is a wake up call and lessons learned or whatever. But no, I think there's some truth there.
Did the Rangers have anything going on with any of these young guys, or was that just a Penguins collapse? I, I would chalk it up more to a Penguins collapse. I guess Is there what? They're 5 2 and 1 since the deadline, New York? Yeah. <laughs> they got rid of all the problems in Rick Nash yeah. and Ryan McDonough, Michael Gradner. <laughs> Miller, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think there's something to be said for being able to play loose and you, you're not really worrying about anything, but at the same time, you know, you're, you're just, you're not worried about playoffs, but you're just playing hockey. And, and I think there's some value to that. And I think the Rangers have a good young team and I think they might win some games the way they did last night. But I think over the course of 2030 or 82, this, you know, I wouldn't be exactly scared for the, the Rangers to come out of nowhere and steal a playoff spot, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, another crappy team tonight. Yeah, uh, they are they are bad. They are really really bad. I, like, third <laughs> third worst offense in the league. I mean, they, they could be starting anti Diemi for crying out loud. I think they are starting anti Diemi wow. oh, for crying oh. out loud. So, uh, this, this is a huge test for the Penguins and how they bounce back from last night. I mean, it, it does all turn into lip service, right? If they don't back up what they said and, and have a much better showing tonight in Montreal and. You know, you, it's not the greatest travel. I'm not a huge fan of you know using that as an excuse because they do have every way to recover and and you know they get to get in game shape all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is some element of that there, and and they just need to come back and follow this up because I do think there are some legitimate questions right now about their defense, about their play away from PPG Paints Arena. Um, you know, you can look at. Their lineup are they are they deep enough all the time? Um, special teams, you know, ins and outs of hockey. But I think, bottom line, they need to go up there and have a much better showing. Well, hopefully, Latang is better in front of the Frenchies tonight. Because <laughs> he was no bueno last night. In yeah, the- I, I I agree with that, but I, I don't know. I, I guess I can give him Spanish, the benefit of the yeah. doubt. The past <laughs> couple or, or past you know dozen, two dozen, he's been pretty good. I didn't mean to do Spanish when talking about the French, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I can't speak either, so I You're can do multilingual. Latin. Yeah, I am. Yeah, it's impressive. Jason Mackey uh, from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Hey, man, thanks as always for joining us. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having uh, me. Guys. Enjoy that drive, oh, Mac. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a great one. Safe travels. We'll see you, buddy. Val's got your news coming up next here on the DV Morning Show. There gold buried not far from Pittsburgh. We'll talk about that coming up. And the return of. The Love Master. Oh, I don't yeah. think he's done Love Master in 20 years, but still. No. Craig Shoemaker's coming in uh, in about 15 minutes. He'll beat the improv starting tonight, going all the way through Sunday. I think he's upstairs. He's, like, trapped outside. He said he's sitting out in the hallway like he's waiting for a Stealer mug. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Somebody being, should let him in. Uh, being the Philly fan mug. that he is, I, I bet he's uh, riding high after the Super Bowl W. Yeah, the, they're not going to come down from that until... They fall behind in the first quarter of their opener, and everybody will start <laughs> booing again. I mean, guys are in the speak, basement speak different language. tinkering on something, and the woman's menstrual cycle is controlled by the moon. I mean, <laughs> how, are, how are we even able to live in the same house? <laughs> She's got celestial intervention going on. Oh my. And I'm in the backyard. <laughs> Trying to figure out a way to rebuild the retaining wall. <laughs> I mean, I thought about it for two hours. Why am I, I mean, getting late right now? I don't I know. About it for You're two like, hours. hey, honey, I just put in a French drain. Does that make you hot? <laughs>
But yeah, well, I, don't know. I, I guess that you know we the answer saying, is no. Yeah, and we weren't saying anything no, groundbreaking right now, but you know, you think French trains are hot? No. <laughs> Seeing my husband do manly things. There you go. See, wearing overalls and safety goggles. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Oh, that's hot. You look like one of the minions. <laughs> <laughs> really hot. Craig Shoemaker, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Super Bowl oh, champions again. It's been a while. Look Craig Shoemaker. You know, uh, we go back. We go way back. We go way back. We Shoe. go back to a time where I walk in a studio and we'd actually have conversation. But I've been here for five minutes and everyone's looking at their cell phone. <laughs> 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 How you been? How you been, Shoe? What's up? You know, now it's like, uh, hey, good to see you. Okay, I got some tweets. <laughs> <laughs> some Instagram followers. Shoe's been it's, coming It's amazing. Here. Social media is so amazing to me. Uh, the, just the difference of when we started. Mm-hmm. I, oh. I, I was at the, watching my son's volleyball game and his kid sits next to me. And he's like all nervous and everything. And he used to be based on my credits, you know, you know, television. He goes, "Hey, Mr. Shoemaker, I'm Justin's friend, and uh, you're verified on Twitter." Yeah, <laughs> he was so impressed. Got the blue check mark. <laughs> I got the blue check. Yeah, it's nice. I can't get that on Instagram. I don't know how you do that. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. They did it for us here. Oh, they that's, did. They we're verified members of the us. media. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't do it. Okay. I'm not verified. You're not? No. You want to be verified? I'm not that important. Well, don't, because they're going to leak all your information to WikiLeaks, uh, all the verified people. Remember when they said they were going to do that? I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. At one point, they were like, hey, if you have a blue check mark, how do you like this? We're going to just dox you. That's a thing now, doxing. And it's it's like, if you do a radio show like this, I'm doxed. I dox every day. I self-dox. We need to tweet out all my drafts. (laughs) What what are they going to reveal about me? He told his wife that he changed the girl's diaper, his daughter's right. diaper, and he really didn't. <laughs> now, you still have little ones in diapers. I do. I'm oh about a year from being in wow. my own. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> nice transition. I remember that you, you no, remarried no, and started a family anymore. again. But yeah, they, I was going to say, they should be, what, six, seven at this no, point? Well, yeah, the, the, the youngest one is four, and man, and it's the only girl, and what a piece of work. <laughs> she loves this cat down the street and my wife she's with my wife she goes i'd like a cat and my wife goes well we can't your dad's allergic she goes let's just get another dad wow. <laughs> is that genius <laughs> i hadn't thought about it that way before <laughs> just replace the old man let me ask you if i can i'm going to tell you another thing it's a true story i actually have it on video um can i say the word uh you know uh the, the things that are down here can i say testicles that? Well, with the B word, can I say that? Uh, I think we can. Okay. Yeah, I mean, probably. Well, it depends is... on what you say you're going to do with them. It's <laughs> right, all about yeah. Yeah. context. Context. Yeah, you can just describe them that way, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. He's got to retell the story and you guys decide, all right? <laughs> it's okay. not, look, it's out of a four-year-old's mouth. Okay. So I videoed or I have it on video here, and I go up to her. I say, hey, who are you? She goes, I'm Craig Shoemaker. I go, what do you do for a living? I'm a comedian. I said, what does a comedian do? Make people laugh? I said, that's what you do during the night. What do you do during the day? She goes, I scratch my ball. (laughs) (laughs) And she delivered it like a comic, too. Like she put the B on there. Scratch my ball. Yeah. (laughs) It's just classic. That's the proud dad moment. I do have some proud dad moments. It's funny. I'm proud of my son. I I raised all my kids in Philadelphia. uh, I'm from Philadelphia. I raised them in L.A. 
to all be Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, Phillies. Congrats fans. on the Super Bowl win, by the way. Thank you. And my son, I flew him to Philadelphia, and he made me proud. There he was. I see a video on Instagram of him on doing a keg stand <laughs> <laughs> with some girl in the background, you know, with a Philly accent. Justin from California, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> That's just classic. So uh, where does he go to school? He's uh, he's out in L.A. right now, but he wants to go. Uh, he might actually go where I went, either Temple Cal or Cal U. Cal yeah. U. Oh. Yeah, Craig Shoemaker, famous. Nice. But you pro- you're probably the most famous alumnus from uh, Cal U. I don't know if there are any other alumnus from Cal U no. that, or that do anything fame-wise. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, there was no... The one. Yeah, there's no Jonas Salk uh, or anything like that. Not to say there aren't a number of esteemed graduates, but you're the most famous. Really? I guess I guess that would be true. I, I, um, I All I know is I'm staying on the Monongahela. That's where they put me in the hotel. Oh, yeah, you're on the river. And I do not have good memories of Monongahela <laughs> because hell night for the fraternity. Uh-huh. I was in the Monongahela in November. Can and you was, imagine that? They would never do that now. Really? They no, because everybody's anymore. getting the hazing. No, all the, oh, all the, we were hazed bad. We had to chip ice away to go in there. You know, so did it look like Yoo-Hoo back then as well, or yeah. was yeah. it a chocolate <laughs> river back then? <laughs> Believe me, it was no tropical paradise that I was diving into. They're going, you want? We want to be your brother. I'm going. I grew up with all females. I'm going back to that. It's, if this is what I have to do to be a brother, have a yeah. brother in my life. How do you get in the sorority? My mom just have sex and have another boy or something. Like, this was horrible. Yeah, and I ended up with pneumonia, but I didn't know it. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, right. you know, it's just a party all the time. So these two guys got injured on their hell night. I was already a brother and living in the house. And the one guy had a firecracker go off near his ear, and he was deaf, and so it was, he was, like, screaming. And the other guy, his, he broke his leg, and he rebroke it from shivering. So I took them to the hospital, like, it was like an hour away or whatever. I had the car, you know. The, the, and all of a sudden, I had a convulsion in the waiting room, I, and, and I passed out. And those guys came out, and they go, where's our ride? They said, we admitted him. <laughs> I ended up in there. I ended up in there for like a week and a half with really bad pneumonia. I almost died. They said oh your temperature God. spiked, and, uh, and you I shouldn't just... have to pay the social fee after that. Like you should not have to pay dues <laughs> for the fraternity <laughs> if you get hospitalized. I'm going to get a rebate. You're <laughs> yeah. right. I, I was a brother of service. Yeah. I took restitution. That, yeah, but if I wasn't there, who knows what if, if those guys didn't have problems? But uh, and I had a roommate. I'll never forget this. He was, his name was Angus. And he was, uh, you know, the steel company pays great benefits. Uh, you know, he worked, mm-hmm. worked for the steel company here, uh, Bethlehem Steel. Right. And he's in, and he had a uh, a stone, right? And they gave him a funnel with a with a screen. They said, well, you have to urinate this out, and if if not, you have to we operate. So he he urinated. He had it a out kidney the, stone. Yeah. He first day he urinates it out. He goes, "Hey, Craig, don't tell anybody." And he puts it under his bed. <laughs> he goes, "Cause the steel company's paying for me to be here." They were they were coming there. They were coming there, and they'd bring him beer. He's smoking oh, yeah. pot. Yeah, he's there. Craig, this is all awesome. And then the doctor would come in every day. They go, let's see how you are. And he would like fake and go, oh, don't hit me there. Oh, that hurts. And then, I uh, thought he was waiting for the kidney stone fairy or something to show up and put a dollar under his pillow. I didn't know, oh, that's, you know where you were going that's with that. That's, that's hysterical. Well, these tough steel workers are. He stayed five days, like had no problems whatsoever because this thing was 
sitting in, in the screen in the funnel because he <laughs> every, the first day because he's being paid to be there. He goes, don't tell anybody, Craig. So it's just between me and him. Uh, and his his family would come in. He was acting like he was going to die and everything. And then one day they come and they, they go, oh, well, it's too late. We're going to have to operate. And then it gets on the speaker like a minute later. I peed it out. Yeah. Get me out of here. <laughs> Craig, go out in the garden. Give me a rock. <laughs> I lost the other one. He went under the bed and he pulls the stone out. He goes, I got it. Uh, I got it. See, I, I'm uh, shocked that didn't end up in somebody's drink back at the fraternity house. <laughs> no, no, yeah, exactly those uh, were the days, baby. Yeah, uh, Craig Shoemaker hanging out with us. He is at the Improv all weekend long. 412-462-5233. Improv.com to get tickets. Tonight through, are you doing Sunday night shows? No, Good. I'm not. Yeah, there you go. for you. I know. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, those yeah. are your only chances to see Craig. And you know, I book these things in advance. You know, I look at my calendar. I go, oh, Pittsburgh. I say, okay, no Steelers in March. That's good. Right. And little did I know that you would have the you know, NCAA, NCAA tournament. Last time I was against the Furbies or the Furries. <laughs> so it's always something. And then I also thought the weather wouldn't be so bad. This is nice weather for your nipple. I'm freezing. I've, I live in a real California now, yeah. not California, Pennsylvania. And it is diff- quite different. It was nicer in February than it's been for is March. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been it's, really. yeah, it was it's like awful. in the 60s and stuff, high 50s. Oh, yeah, man. We're like, oh, it's going to be a nice mild end to winter. And uh, easy transition in the spring. Nope, freezing our ass off again. Yeah. Nor'easters. <laughs> the damn nor'easters. Oh, Why? What is a nor'easter? Uh, Why do they? When name I book these things with my agent, I'm gonna have to look, have them look up nor'easters. Yeah. if they're coming. <laughs> you know, six months from then. I mean, <laughs> I was looking at this. I'm going. We're a week away from spring. I know. So I see it on the counters. I'm very excited to be here. I thought about bringing my golf clubs. Uh, so. Yeah, it'd be a tough weekend to get out there and golf no. this weekend. No, no last Well, not last time you were in here, but like there was a time when you said, I'm retiring from I comedy. Retire, yeah. I I'm, uh, I'm writing books now. Yeah. Um, you know, at the time, I think you There's were on Parks of, and Rec. You lot, were doing yeah. a lot of TV shows. A lot shows. of money in book writing, let me tell you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're... But- Unless you're doing Harry Potter, there's no money in books. Right. Yeah. yeah. You have to get it, this. It, I found out. And I also found out that I was not prepared to retire. I didn't have. You're the, too funny to retire. Well, I kept not, saying yeah, to you, there's no way you're retiring. You're like, I'm done, dude. I'm telling I would love you. love to be done. Uh, but, but there's no 401k in comedy. No. <laughs> there's no, nope. <laughs> there's no benefits. No, it's. Yeah. I mean, there's so many great back. things to the lifestyle. Uh, being a, a comic that you're attracted to, particularly when you're young, it is perfect from Correct. 20 to 35. Correct. And then, yes. then you get married with kids. It, it starts who you want to be with. Because I didn't have right. a dad. My dad left when I was born. I'm like something I said. Wham. <laughs> it's gone. You know. I mean. So I'm like trying to make up time with. I have four children. I'm trying to give them all the love that I didn't have. It makes it easy to raise them because I just go. What did I want? Right there, you go. Maybe attention, maybe a, maybe a meal. <laughs> Were you? From, did you have a lot of kids in your family, uh, siblings, or did you just? Have- no, no, I no. It's just uh, it was all females, though. My 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 first shave is with something called an epilady. <laughs> That's what was lying is that the around. Round thing. Yeah, it the- took the hair out by the root. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. My first shave is at 13. Next one at 30. I'm like I'm like. I'm going to junior high with like this stubble that's bleeding, <laughs> but it was clean. It but was. Uh, did you find that you became friends with girls a lot? Oh, they, they, easier because you they, were raised by like, yes, girls. They yeah. all use the f word with me. Yeah, friend. I was always that friend. <laughs> and you know, how they all go to the bathroom together. You know, the posse pee. Yeah, they brought me with them. That's what it. <laughs> <was>. <laughs> 
Because maybe I was carrying some tampons. I, <laughs> no, by the way, I thought there were tampoons when I was a kid. <laughs> and I used to light the string because I thought it was a fuse. <laughs> and I, seriously, and I used to put my ear to the door because the girls would go into the bathroom with the. And I'd be like, damn it, another dud. Mommy's going to get new tampoons. I thought they lit them up and blew them up in the bathroom. I was, they were having some dynamite time. And I was like, how come I'm left out of this? They, yeah, I mean, it looks like the little whippets. Like, you could just throw them on the ground and yeah. they would explode. Bang yeah. snaps. But By the way, that, that would be a great uh, uh, gag gift, exploding tampons. <laughs> there you go. There's an invention that'll get me off the road. Right. <laughs> let's, 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 well, you know, let's Shark Tank that. Shark Tank is coming here next week. Oh, really? And, and uh, yeah, they're For doing for auditions and everybody has like an idea i'm addicted right. to that show really oh it's so yeah, good we are too in our house yeah, yeah. me do and you, my kids watch it do you have any ideas that you think would like do good no the one i had that? has already been done which uh, was the subtle butt i thought uh if you sewed a christmas tree car freshener into the seat of your pants and every time you farted it freshened up the room <laughs> that was my invention and then then well it just like it exists like somebody pooped in a Pine tree? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I, yeah, I'm it's not, a little I'm, bit better. Flatchy sense. <laughs> it's not as bad. <laughs> there's a lot it of, muffles it a bit. There's a lot of scatological stuff like that, though. Like uh, right. m- The idea I always had was if there was a way to like have some device in your toilet that let you know how much weight you just lost, that everybody would want to know. Yeah, I like that. A crap well, app. Instead of doing yeah. the instead of doing the pre weigh in and the post. Yeah, because you just I, do it right there. I, I always thought people overestimated that and they'd be like, Well, you know, uh, lost a couple pounds. I'm like, I don't think you did. I don't think oh, you did. Trust yeah, me, I've so. done this side to, I am the Stephen Hawking of pooping. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, rest his soul, but I'm taking over on right. that. I I, I I am telling you, I do it every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I can assure you, there is never more than point four. Well, your wife is like, uh, <laughs> she's like a hippie, dippy, new age kind of oh, yeah. lady, right? So I'm a- imagining you're having a lot of the uh, fiber-friendly meals and uh, flax well, she, and the she whatnot. She puts me on, on stuff. This is why I'm happy when I go on the road. That is the one reason I'm, I'm, I'm going to go right to Permani Brothers. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll be pounding down meats. I, I eat meat. I don't even know what it is. I dropped it on my lap and started humping my leg. <laughs> Whatever it was. I didn't care. I just. <laughs> she's got us all veganed out and everything and yeah oh she gets turned on though when i compost <laughs> i'm like look honey there's a banana peel going in here <laughs> look at that we have a little compost thing one inside one outside and yeah I, I garden and everything i have definitely changed since the cal you days <laughs> that's good though i think it's like yeah. a, a evolution I like, like that could be uh good but it, the- it is it is good uh, you know and she's also add to that she's from japan uh, like she was, uh, she was b- born and raised in Hiroshima. <laughs> My idiot friend, we go out to dinner on a double date. We never double dated with him. His opening line: "You're from there." Oh, that place is the bomb. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Did you just say that? And by the way, to this day, I never let him off on that one. <laughs> Did you just say she's from Hiroshima? That's the bomb? We got to eat for two hours now, dude. <laughs> I know. We said it right in the beginning, too. We didn't even have our appetizers. Like People do this with comics all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you always find people oh. are overcompensating and trying to mm-hmm. give you their best material right off the bat? Oh, and then they want to open for me. You know? Oh, yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like auditioning. Oh, it's a nightmare. Uh, well, that's the, uh, you know, the comes with the territory when you're a successful comedian. Craig, who, I mean, 
man, you have done everything in show business. I mean, That's the thing. I've done everything, but there's nothing else to do, so I, I'm out. <laughs> lifelong DVE listeners, not lifelong, but long-time DVE listeners will remember, of course, you uh, telling the story to me and Jimmy back in the day about you being on the couch. On the uh, Magic Johnson on show. Magic, yeah, on Magic Johnson. Oh, Craig. Uh, right. Oh, How long was that show on the air? I was just at the Lakers on Tuesday, by the way. Really? Yeah. yeah do you see him anymore? Uh, I do, but it's his agent that hates me. You know, he hates that I tell that story. But I haven't run really run into magic. I mean, I can't see that he'd be that happy that I told everybody how he pronounced Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan's in Armageddon. He's I'm a good dude to do. Craig, how do you say that word? Said, just say end of the world. <laughs> just, 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 let's just cut to it, okay? It's not it's not, so I don't know that it'd be that, but uh, some I've asked some people. I go to Lakers all the time because I used to date the owner, and and so I. Get, yes, you did. I forgot about that. Yes, I get great seats. I, was, I actually took a bunch of people the other day, uh, including a guy. Uh, this is the first I've ever mentioned this. I'm about to go on tour with someone. I've never done this my whole career. What are you doing, Bill Bellamy? Awesome. Yeah. Wasn't that a great oh, team? He was just here a couple weeks ago. I know. Great is it, dude. Is that a great team, though? Yeah, yes. you guys will be hilarious. We're doing We're doing Make, Ama- Make America Laugh Again. We're doing that tour in theaters. That yeah. would be great. Beautiful. Yeah, like bringing the, you know, bring, united we stand up, baby. Well, the <laughs> two of you uh, both share one thing in common. You both have a ton of, like, super famous friends. Like, you always That's have. That's true. Your stories always involve you hanging around you with. You should have seen us, the, uh, although mine are older now. You should see, I tell my son who I dated, like, you know, famous. Right. <laughs> He's there. Ooh. <laughs> like, she was a supermodel. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you date one of the Real Housewives? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, uh, Heather. Yeah, actually, I. She's married to Dubrow. Kevin Dubrow's brother. That's correct. Are you kidding me? Who's, yeah. Who hosts a show called Botched? He's a. I surgeon. thought he was a dentist. Oh, he's a surgeon. Yeah, he's, a he's, a sur- surgeon. he's a plastic <laughs> surgeon. Actually, that's funny. You should say that because. We were doing a play together in New York. We were supposed to go to Broadway as a musical, and she was the lead, and I was the male lead, and I wanted to have sex with her because I, I, that's the law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to do that right. in theater. You have to have sex with your uh, co-star. Right. You got to get rid of the tension. Yeah. So she says, you dump your girlfriend or you don't get me. And it was Jeannie at the time, so that's how so we you were dating Jeannie Bus. I and- would own the Lakers if I didn't do that play. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then uh, so then we ended up dating, and then she went smart and went with the plastic surgeon, and I'm playing a, a shopping center. And <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure she's like, I'm sure she's slitting her wrists right now. I could have had that. <laughs> so, so, but it is funny because I always think of you as like you know, first and foremost, the, the, it comes through everything you do comes through this film filter but i think true, of you yeah. as an la guy oh, so really? you have like yeah because longer, you've been there so long yeah, and you like yeah. you 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 know you're in cahoots with like all the famous la people yeah but i'm philly in la i mean i'm still everybody right. knows you know that's the way <laughs> that's the way it is and i there's another day i was it was funny this is the first time i hung with bill you know in a while mm-hmm. and and he he knows more than i know you know like celebrities it, and he knows a different type of, you know, so to speak, posse. You know, right. his posse is different than, you know, I'm going, hey, there's Jennifer Gray, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's hanging with P. Diddy, and I'm, you know. I, right. So, oh, by the way, Jennifer Gray, so I told my son I dated her. She was a knockout. Dirty yeah. dancing uh, back in the day. Well, she had a certain nose back then. Yes, right? she did. And then she had her a nose. Uh, she says it was surgery, but, you know, you know what I mean? It was... 
for her nasal. Her yeah, whatever. yeah. She said it was like not cosmetic. It, it was, was because she it, had a deviated septum. Right. Changed her look completely. As if the doctor's there going, let's just take some of this away. <laughs> you know, this is all getting in the way here. You know, it's, let's just take, just let, let's leave two holes. Right. That's basically what was left. It's unrecognizable. Blowholes. You're going to love this story. So this is a true story. So I got to make sure you know these following people. You know who Trisha Yearwood is, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. So she was a big singer. She still is, I guess. But uh, So she was a fan, and she invites me to see her husband at the time. was not Garth Brooks. It was a guy in the Mavericks. So they're like- Raul Malo. No, it was the, Rob the bass player. Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah, he's. Oh, you know them? Oh, yeah. they're phenomenal. Yeah, they're great. They're so headlining to, the Three Rivers Arts Fest that just announced yesterday. Oh, they're unbelievable. Yeah. So I go to the House of Blues and I'm dating. I just started dating Jennifer. She's an old friend of mine. So I told my friend Linda, who's a like tough Jersey chick, tough talking Jersey, like very Philly too. So I said, Linda, meet, meet me there. And, and so I said, hey, Jennifer, this is Linda. Linda, it's Jennifer. And we're sitting there. And I said, let's go back to the foundation room. But they got the guy with the velvet rope. And she goes, Oh, I'll get us in. I'll just tell him I'm Jennifer Gray. And Linda has no idea it's her. She goes, ha, ha, that's a great idea. And I'll be Shannon Doherty. Because <laughs> I look more like her than you do Jennifer oh, Gray. no way. Now she starts doing shticks. and says, I'll say don't put baby in the corner. And you say 9021 no. By the, way, by the way, I look more like Shannon Doherty than her. She's such a denial. And she keeps doing the shtick. Jennifer's not telling her. She's Jennifer's going along with it because right. she knows that she doesn't look like herself. Oh. So, best reveal ever. Trisha comes up and hangs with us, and she goes, "Oh, I got to go sing with the band." And she goes on stage, and she goes, "This next song goes out to my new friend Jennifer Gray. Be my baby." And Linda's sitting there, red faced, <laughs> trying to do the ventriloquist thing. And I'm doing, I'm doing the ventriloquist back on. I told her for this goes on and on. She's kicking me and pinching me. She was so embarrassed. She had no idea it was Jennifer Gray. Now, cut to this true story. Last year, now you know who Raleigh Fingers is? Sure, yeah, oh, the pitcher, yeah. Yeah, the mustache. They, yeah. Right, with the Famous mustache. mustache. <laughs> so she, comes, she comes to see me in Vegas, and that's where Raleigh's a friend of mine. That's where he lives. That's why I hang out with him. I was going to say, P. Yeah. Diddy, P. Diddy, Raleigh yeah. Fingers. Raleigh, Raleigh, P. Diddy. I'm with Raleigh Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I said, Raleigh, meet me in the bar, and that girl, Linda, now lives in Vegas. And I always rip on her for that story, the Jennifer Gray story. <laughs> she walks in the bar, and there he is. She goes, hey, how you doing? What's with the mustache? What are you, Raleigh F. and Fingers? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. I swear to God. You go, oh, I yes, I have. I said, you did it again. She said, what you Pretty soon, she's just going to start talking like that around yeah. you to make sure everything's safe. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so funny. So now I rip on her for that. There you go. <laughs> just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> More with Craig Shoemaker when we come back. He's at the Improv all weekend long. 412-462-5233. Improv.com. DVE. Sports. Hi, right, Mike Pursuta. I uh, born. Uh, wait, you were born here, raised there, born there, moved here. I always forget that. Conceived here, born there. Conce- okay. So I uh, stayed in Philly until you were how old? Enough, old enough to go to college oh, and uh, get the hell out. There you go. Old enough to keep the accent. Yeah, Craig Shoemaker in here. The, uh, the <laughs> fellow. You're the only guy that calls me on that. I do. I, I hear it. I hear it all the time. <laughs> Don't call I me. don't hear it. Uh, dude, he says water. I mean, he yeah, doesn't say water ice, yeah, yeah. but. He, yeah, bro, you got to drop that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say water. 
You do. You just said that very, like, perfectly. <laughs> Were you like De Niro? <laughs> I used to. <laughs> there's times you have the, I mean, my mom's family's from Philly, so I, you know, I grew up around it. There's Awful. times you got it. Worst accent ever. I don't I'll, know. Let's say one thing for Philly, since shoes here. Sandwiches, unparalleled. Yeah, it's because of the bread. The hoagies and cheesesteaks. I don't know why they don't have the same bread out here. People around here think they know how to make a sandwich. Now, they civic, do not. Civic pride prevents anybody in Pittsburgh from saying anything nice about Philadelphia. But if you are able to, <laughs> to actually just have a moment of like you know special dispensation to be able to say nice things about Philadelphia, there's a lot to love about Philadelphia. The other thing I like to say about Philadelphia is the whole democracy thing. You're welcome. Yeah, oh. it kind of started there. Wow, you're going way back on that. Well, you got to go back. He's not going back to Chuck Bednarik. He's going back to, <laughs> he's going back to John Hancock yeah. over here. Yeah. <laughs> so, Julius so, Irving, you're welcome. Philly's Philly actually has. Now, I grew, I grew up hating the Philly sports teams because my dad was he Does, maintained his Pittsburgh. Yeah, fandom. so you were raised. Uh, that had a, to be rough. Like Craig raised his kid as a Philadelphian in Los Angeles. Your dad raised you as a yeah. Pittsburgher in Philadelphia. Rough, it depended what sport. If you're going to a Pirates Phillies game in the seventies, it was that was brutal. That was fun. Well, how about basketball? Why? Because they stunk. Because Phillies didn't get good till the middle of the decade, but the Pirates were great in the seventies. They still won most of the time. Hockey, all those games the Penguins didn't win oh, at the, the Spectrum in the seventies. Well, they were. I was there. They, yeah. they, they were horrible back then. Yeah. And, and what are you going to root for in basketball? The fish, the yeah. Pittsburgh <laughs> fish, <laughs> Pisces. Oh, was it Pis- Pittsburgh Pisces? The fish that say Pittsburgh. Doctor J, right? Doctor J. Indeed. Yeah. I actually used to watch the Sixers and root for the other team. <laughs> wow. Whoever. Surprised they didn't throw you out of Philly earlier. Yeah, there were some moments. See, I loved the Sixers when I was a kid. I was there a was big Sixers. But you know what? It wasn't as violent back then. Like you could go to a game wearing other teams' stuff, and they would. Yell at you, maybe throw a piece of hot dog. It's the opposite. It was horrible back then for that. There'd be huge fights at yeah, the vet. We never, we never had any the vet was always no. You probably had good seats. I was at the vet. Nah, literally, literally the, the blimp. The blimp was scraping my head. Yeah, I, I like. I could high five with the blimp operator. That's like the notorious. The seven hundred level was like escape yeah. from New York up like there. Like the blue seats at Madison Square Garden. One of my early NFL experiences was an Eagles Dallas game. I just went with a buddy of mine because he had a ticket. Worst turf in history, too. And the hatred oh, yeah. for Dallas in that 700 level. Was, oh, it was, it was unbelievable. It, it made it impressive. I used to go to it, baseball games and I wear my glove. I, I <laughs> literally thought, because they had, remember that thing they had, if you caught a ball, it said sign them up and they signed you to a contract. So I was in denial. I'm like a 10 year old kid. Come on, come on. I'm there with my glove and I would always put it down when Larry Boa was up. Because I go, he, there's no way he's hitting it to me. <laughs> then I could take a rest. I could right. take a for all for his whole at bat because he was a choke up guy. Him and Ron Hunt from the Expos. I, I the last Phillies game I was at, a lady got in a fight with me because she overheard me say something. <laughs> I wasn't even talking to her. I said to my buddy, you know, it bothers the crap out of me when people walk up and down the aisles in the middle of a, an at bat. Like, just wait till the at bat's over. And the woman turns around. She goes, "Why? Well, what are you gonna tell them how to do? Like, you know, maybe they got to go to the bathroom. Maybe they got a kid or something." Like, I'm like, "I'm not even talking to you." The accent is classic. Though. It is, and hilarious. you know, it's it's never been done in film history. 
Even you know who does a good job you, of it is Christine Nangle on the Kroll Show. Somebody was just, when, when they did the Philadelphia oh, Pittsburgh yeah. thing. Oh. That that was really Pennsylvania good. Pawn Stars. Or yes, something? John was, Daly, who's from Pittsburgh, did oh. the the Pittsburgh, and Christine Nangle, who's from Philly, did the uh, good. Yeah, it was very good. I was somebody I, was complaining about that the other day. I got no rant once. I was on the uh, you know the Parks and Recreation. My boss was. Amy Poehler. It was him. We right? we played the clip of uh, Craig on the show. We previewed you you uh, coming on the show earlier Silver in the Lines week. Playbook. And I uh, played the clip of you where you you talked about that. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. But it was so much funny. earlier in the show, so this is a different audience at this point. Yeah. So you can retell it. Oh well, I was I recognized the guy's accent. I'm like Philly. Hey, where are you from? I mean, yeah. Da, da, da. And and I went in my rant. I said, you know, look, Invincible is all New Yorkers at the bar. Yeah. It was driving me nuts with the dropped R. Philadelphia has a hard R. It's, it, yeah. It's, it's a hard R. There's no dropped R. Yeah, they do like a New, a New York they accent. They do New York, and they think yeah. they're doing Philadelphia. No, yeah. it's the opposite. It's right. it's horrible. And De Niro, the great De Niro in Silver Linings Playbook, the ultimate Philadelphia, and he's, he's dropping his R. I'm going nuts. Yeah. So I do this rant to the guy. I go, no one in film history. And who do I stand next to? Amy Poehler goes, I did I did one in uh, Baby Mama. And then she does the accent. I go, oh, geez, of all the people I had to rant in front of, anybody else? <laughs> did she do a good job or probably not? Oh, excellent. Oh, no, she did? Oh, she's she's so, a genius. Tina Fey's guy. Yeah, I mean, she's so Those funny. two are unbelievable. Well, Tina Fey's funny. from Philly, right? Exactly. So yeah. she's got it. Done. She does it on Saturday Night Live. Oh. She goes, we went to Wawa. Do you guys have Wawa? <laughs> no, Sheets no. is our Wawa. Oh, your Sheets, yeah. I performed for them, by the way. For the Sheets? Oh, my God. Those brothers are awesome. Who own the pl- own the thing? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm always worried about corporate gigs. They're like, come yeah. on, F it up. Yeah. Did you see, did you see <laughs> they're, after? They're, they're telling me to put more Fs in. <laughs> they're the greatest. That's hilarious. They're the greatest. Like, they're billionaires, and they're the greatest people. I performed at the old man's uh, down. <laughs> they're schmillionaires. Uh, they are. They are the guys. Absolutely. They're, 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 they're really cool. But Philadelphia, though, has it's it's got its moments. They're, they're, I mean, they're they're, they're doing. Well, if, have you ever? I've I've never felt so loved this year because of the Patriots. Yeah, you were. Saying, no one ever likes Philadelphia, but they're calling me. People out of the woodwork are going, "Go get them!" And to me, the quintessential Philadelphia snapshot was Kelsey at the parade. The best. That's in speech. a mummer's outfit. In a mummer's outfit. Which no one knows what the mummers are. They're thinking, what's he, "What is he? Aladdin?" They have no idea. You got to look at Philadelphia for. 15 seconds, look at that. That's the thing you look... He could run for mayor, unopposed, oh, and was win that, 99% of the vote. Absolutely. That wasn't calculated beyond he wanted to wear a mummer's outfit, but like it wasn't calculated that right. he, he went out there to go... I'm going to do something that is going to enable me to have a career in Philadelphia. The rest, I'll never buy a drink in Philly. He's I will, an instant I will, legend. He, exactly. he became yeah. an instant nothing Philadelphia legend. Nothing. But that's how you do it. You can't just predetermine that. You Phil, can't but because Philly stuff. smells it. Yep. Yeah, they know real, and that guy is real. Yeah. And that, that song he was singing. No one likes us. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we're the Eagles. F and Eagles. No yeah. one likes oh. us. We don't care. They, Philadelphia doesn't want to be popular. It wants to be miserable and hate everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do, they do too. But there's, but there's also a stupid self pride. I, I, I would, I, you know, I take my family to Jersey Shore every year, every year yeah. from which from, which city? From California, and we fly all the way and take a, you know, then rent a car, go to Ocean City, New Ocean Jersey. City. Wow, okay. every you go summer. the other way, about twenty minutes, you're there. <laughs> What's that? If you're in California, just go in the other direction to be ashore in like twenty minutes. That's yeah. exactly yeah. Right. right. I literally live fifteen minutes from the beach, <laughs> so actually, that's what they. Every time we check in, we get a rental house. <laughs> I swear, I could count on it every year with the Philly accent because there's always Philadelphians that own homes down there. 
And I go, they always go, where are you from? I go, California. California? You ain't got no oceans out there in California? <laughs> <laughs> Every year I can depend on it. What are you doing here? Got to rent towels, you know. <laughs> we don't supply no sheets. No sheets. That's the worst thing about the shore. Bring your own bring sheets. Your own sheets. You got to bring your own. That and greenhead flies, which oh, have no, ex- like, you know, everything's supposed to have an order in the ecosystem, oh. and there's a reason for them. There's no reason for greenhead flies to exist. There's, yeah, exactly. They bite, and they it's you're just sitting on the beach trying to have a good time, and you're getting bit by flies. Yeah, but we have fun with <laughs> it. I know, but that's such a Jersey like, thing. Like, isn't this nice? Yeah, except for the enormous flies that keep biting They're not us. as many anymore. Oh, good. No, it's not. It's not. I, I can't used to go to remember. LBI a lot, and I'd get the, although there, there it's bad because it's coming across the bay. Yes, it's sorry. an island, so it's a little different. What's story. your city? It's a different ecosystem. I we do Ocean City because of the kids, because the boardwalk. Dry and well, it's not not the dry thing, but the boardwalk is like you know, go ahead. Yeah, and, you know, we don't have mm-hmm. to play dates. Yeah, <laughs> it's chaperones. I always go. said about the boardwalk there; it has the highest yeah. ratio of below the belt weight mass of any part <laughs> of the country. <laughs> Boy, you look like the the proportion of body fat below the belt and, on the boardwalk. And wife beaters per capita uh, yeah. is through the roof. It yeah. is. Yeah, that's two pretty good observations. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. It's the only year we're skipping. We're going to Hawaii. Oh, that's a uh, l- less flies. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot less flies. Uh, but it's like it's the weirdest language ever. You know, there's only 13 letters. Really? 13 letters in the whole alphabet. So you get directions there. You go, it sounds like someone's a, a drunk. I go, where do I go? Well, you make a left on <laughs> Make a right on Hakahuka. You end up on Kohio. Tough to get a DUI there. It's like I'd like to buy a consonant. Yeah. <laughs> I can't understand a word they're saying. Craig Shoemaker's at the Improv all weekend long. 412-462-5233. We'll come back and Mike, you can talk about sports. Or not. I don't know. It's the DVE Morning Show, and uh, we got Craig Shoemaker in studio with us right now. He is at the Improv tonight through Saturday night. 412-462-5233. Improv.com. Get your tickets to see Shoemaker. Yeah, come out, come out and laugh. I couldn't help it. This morning, I just immediately, like, instinctually said, the love master, Craig Shoemaker. And I told these guys, I go, he probably hasn't done that no, in 15 years. No. Are you kidding me? I have to do it. Yeah, it's so- That's my born to run. It was- <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, but the thing is, I can rewrite the lyrics. He can't. That's true. He can't do Baby, I'm Born to Trot. <laughs> I'm Born to Jog. He can't suddenly change the lyrics. He's got tramps like us or whores like us. He can't, he can't do that. Yeah. He has to. <laughs> he, has to, he has to stick with the lyrics. I change the lyrics all the time to the Love Master, which is cool. That's that's beautiful. Oh, you know, yeah, it's, it's fortuitous. Right, oh, that's right. I'm the Love Master, baby. I'll have you begging like PBS on a pledge drive. That's right, <laughs> baby. I was just I just did a TV show with this uh, former U- Miss USA. Do you remember the one who was thrown out for the drugs? Yeah, like ten years ago. I just did a TV show with her. And she was so creeped out by it, and it increased me doing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you shaking like Lindsay Lohan in rehab. That's right, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she, she was not happy with this. It was great. Well, uh, this weekend, 
uh, tonight. Who's opening for you? Is it a local guy or did you bring somebody? No, actually a guy I tour with who's amazing. He's on the rise. He's, uh, you know, you're going to see a really great show. Johnny LaQuasto okay. from Pennsylvania. Oh, cool. Another PA guy. Well, yeah. Nice. Allentown, PA. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. He's from. So, yeah. He's Allentown Alleys. Yeah, so uh, he he's very very funny and uh, and I do an hour and a half show. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, dude, I was telling these people last week that your show is the only one I've ever heard described. Gene Collier went to see you uh, from the Post Gazette, and he said uh, it's the only time I saw that the the phrase "rolling in the aisles" was literally applied. <laughs> he said people were on the ground laughing. You know what's funny is I don't want to do it anymore, but it's never been better. Well, don't you think that's probably the case for a lot of people? Like when you stop caring if you get the girl, that's when you get the girl? It's exactly right. I don't want (laughs) you. And then they're all over you. you (laughs) I've had better. And it's unbelievable. But I don't want to do it. I just don't want to tour. You don't want to do it. It's not. Yeah, (laughs) but that's different. Not wanting to tour and not wanting to perform are two different things. Well, even performing, I'd rather do something else. I mean, it just every time I'm backstage, like, okay, what are you gonna do? I mean, it's just this. It's like it's like a lot of stress. Oh yeah, that yeah. I that I don't feel like having. I feel like doing other things. I do an organization, Laughter Heals. I don't know if you knew that. I but, did, and uh, that I actually get more out of because it's not a performance. I do these workshops. I work in, with uh, wounded warriors and cancer patients and. I just started in a drug rehab, not myself, but <laughs> conducting the uh, these workshops, and I'm just inviting them to laugh, you know, because you can laugh at any point you want, right? If you, you can even if you force it, your body doesn't know that, and you and you have healing endorphins are released and stress is relieved, which is a huge disease cause. Or we well, don't can't you look it. at it like your stand up is helping the people in no, the audience, I, and that is what gets me on stage right. and the money. <laughs> so, so right. the money's good too. No, I mean, yeah, it's true because people come up after the show and they'll tell me things like, uh, I remember one time I was at Bray Improv and these people were laughing, like kind of like not with the rest. I said, I stopped my show. Hey, what's going on? I said, our daughter has leukemia and she listened to your CD every day. And this is back when CDs were happening. Yeah. Mine just went cardboard. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> uh, and they said, and she's now in remission. And uh, they said, we're here celebrating with you. And I was like, wow. And then all these other people have come up and they said, we were told we couldn't have a child. And then we see your show and I guess things get loosened up and the guy goes home and tries to be the love master. So all these kids have been conceived. So wear protection if you're going to see me this weekend. Yeah. This one kid was conceived in the parking lot of the Irvine Improv. Oh. And they sent me a photo of her. Big smile, big laugh when she's bored. It's like, ha! Ah! It's just like, and then there were, I think was, many people try to have kids and it's all tense and all, you oh, gotta have a kid. And now laughter loosens them up and every guy tries to do the love master, which is great. You know, I, they sound yeah, when like they leave Kermit. your show, they're all doing it. Yeah, they sound like Kermit the Frog. I'm the love master. Tell <laughs> wreck. Yeah, and uh, so, and I saw. So, so that's the thing that is. I do really. I want to do things with purpose, and I do know that the purpose for my life is to not only give people laughs, but have raise the awareness of the power of of the laughter, and, and we should seek it more in our lives. And we don't. We don't. You know, our. You know, never watch the news. It's like the entire time is death, mayhem, destruction. It's all negative and dark. And then they then they end it with a 20-second piece. There's a kitten in a tree who thinks he's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. And yeah. they think that's going to wrap it up. You should have 90% of it be funny and then the negative for maybe 10%. That's not a bad idea. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. I'd love to see I'd love to see that crawl that comes across in the screen. 
That should be jokes. <laughs> you look up, you see a hooker walks into a hardware store. <laughs> says the man behind the counter, and you follow the joke. Yeah. And you see people in bars, like, looking up and going, wow, that's funny, instead of going, oh, what's coming after me now? You know, where, oh, yeah. you know, and I, so laughterheels.org, that's what we're trying to do. We're going to start apps and things like that. So you've been at that a while. Yeah. Well, now it's really kicked into it's a new kind, gear. Now, it, yeah. it reminded me of what Robert Chimmel was doing. Yes. Uh, before he passed away, he had some uh, a similar uh, mission. Well, you hit a point in your life, and you just go, you know, it's not about me anymore. You know, it's this is just, you know, I'm not. It's not about like me and my career and stuff like that. This is really about you got to spread the message here, and it's a message that I think more people should have, and they don't. I mean, he's even Pittsburghers driving around right now, listening to me going, "Oh, this guy's a jackass." Yeah. <laughs> you know. Right. And you know, I mean, if it, it, because people don't really, we're so conditioned to go the other way, that this is a natural pharmacy. In the meantime, I'm looking at commercials. There's a commercial for Ambien. Three quarters of the commercial is how it could kill you. Oh, yeah. I need better sleep, not a dirt nap. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? And I, I literally wrote down on this other commercial, I wrote down what it could do, like it was all the side effects. Uh-huh. Only maybe three seconds was the name of the product, and the rest of the time, and then they just ended with them walking away in the sunset, going, "And you could have this with Shamblex or whatever it's called." But everything else, but but you're going to walk away with diarrhea, you know? Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, your body's producing all of these, uh, right. you know, natural antibodies yeah. and everything else, and people don't realize this is what the value of laughter. It's just so undervalued, and it should be people. Not even if you go see me, if you don't like. Go see someone else. Just do make you think, sure it's a part of your diet. Do you think part of the reason why you don't like performing as much anymore is because it requires so much ego, and as you get older, the That's ego... That's exactly right. You nailed it. I, I don't have one anymore. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't... I'm happily married. I'm happy with the children. I'm happy with my friendships, happy with my business. I produce a lot of TV now and films and stuff like that, and so I'm really happy, and the ego isn't in it. Like, I don't need to be famous. I don't need to get the girls that didn't go to the prom with me to love me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you ever go back to your reunion? The ones that you were high on the list, but you're in such denial. You go, you still think they're hot. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, they're in like. <laughs> they're in a halfway house with three teeth. Doesn't matter. You always see them as, uh, as the girl back then. I remember one where, like, she like hung with me. I couldn't believe it. I'm going, uh, wow, you know, Marilyn Twiddle's with me. And I'm going, like, she's like talking to me. And meanwhile, horrendous life. Right. <laughs> she's just telling me about she's beaten. It's like, oh, and I'm going, I'll rescue you. Oh, uh, sure. Wounded bird. Yeah, I oh, know. Yeah. I know. But uh, Facebook gives you the reunion uh, on a daily basis. So you're constantly looking back at those people. Uh, like you, you know, the stuff pops up in their feed, and you're like, "Ah, that's not. Yeah. I didn't need to. Ooh. I didn't need to know that." Yeah, well, I I don't click on too much because I I only want to see them in that tiny little photo where you really don't know what they look like when you <laughs> yeah. when you blow it up and go you to their zoom photos. in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this is not good. Put another filter on that, Marilyn. Another one. There, yeah, okay, another one. There was this class that uh, there was. Do you ever have like when you were growing up in high school? There was a class with all the hotties. It, it was almost like a casting call, yeah. like for the Bachelor, Bachelorette, or whatever. And, and that class had them all. And you have all the uglies. First of all, I was in the special <laughs> needs class, but anyway, the uglies. But, but, so we had the uglies. Mr. Marushak, this English teacher, somehow I think he recruited. He was a single guy. So one day, uh, you, you remember Mono when you were growing up? Oh, Everybody yeah. had Mono. Sure. Yeah. This, this kid, Mike Pitko, had Mono. So he, he was out. But Marushak had a substitute. 
So I replaced Mike Pitko because the substitute doesn't know who I am. Right. Her name was Mrs. Flaccioni, I swear to God. And I brought it was my lunch break and I took my tray and I took it into the classroom and I'm eating my food. And she goes, What are you doing? I go, I'm eating. You're interrupting me. She goes, What's your name? I said, Mike Pitko. So and I'm like throwing food, but I was doing it to impress like Lisa Krebs was in that sure. class. All the hotties were in that class and they're all laughing at me. And she goes, This is so rude. And I I got ruder and ruder. And she goes, she goes, go, you have a detention. I go, I think I don't, that's not enough for me. I think I need a few more. <laughs> so Mike Pitko came back from mono and, and was suspended. <laughs> the chief of police now, honestly. Craig Shoemakers at the Improv tonight through Saturday. Are you stopping back in here tomorrow? I think I, that's on the schedule. You yes. are more than welcome. To. Really? We'd love, yeah, we'd love to have tomorrow. you. Yeah, right. we're not, I don't know. I didn't mean to interrupt the sports. Nah, that it's people fine. People were hanging on for the sports. You've been here for like an hour. <laughs> Ready to roll with the sports. This is better than me talking about Jay Wright. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to go Jay Wright on this. He's in town today. Because Pittsburgh has no teams in the, in the NCAA, right? He's, Jay Wright's in town today. You're playing at the Of course the, he is. Yeah. PG. You have no teams in the 412 that are in the NCAA, that is right? No, wow. no. Pitt, what, what would Pitt be your... fell off the uh, face of the earth. West Virginia. There's a lot of West Virginia alums in Pittsburgh. They're playing tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, and there you go. Good. That's close enough. They're pretty good. Oh, well, yeah. You'll go for that over Philly. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, just... what... You'll go to a different state instead Philadelphia of Philadelphia. Philadelphia's claiming Villanova. Is that, you know, what's yeah, it's thumbs true. up or thumbs down on that? It's I mean, true. That's what they It's not do. really a Philadelphia team. Yeah, Penn, there wasn't. Penn is a Philadelphia school. Temple. Temple, where I went. Temple. Villanova is. Yeah. No, in 85, they went nuts. Yeah, they go nuts when they win. Yeah. Like, they, a couple years ago, they did it, too. Yeah, but, all of a sudden, they're big fans. Yeah. Now nobody could identify them in a lineup, the ones who won a couple years ago. Except Jay, because he got a really nice suit on. All right, yeah. we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and uh, Craig's going to join us tomorrow. We're going to get to Mike Sports here eventually. Stan Savern joining us next hour. We're announcing the winner of our uh, St. Patty's Day Parade contest. You get to ride in the parade with Sean Casey, Major League Baseball. Uh, soon to be Hall of Famer, and uh, also all of the other stuff that goes along with that. Craig, we'll see Can you tomorrow. Can I just say yeah. uh, one thing? Is could you follow me on Instagram? Because my son is busting me on this one. He goes, okay. you, "Nobody follows you because you tweet like a mom." So, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, show my son. I want to get some Twitter followers. I'm the Love Master, Craig Shoe on Instagram. There you go. All right, and we'll tweet that out for you, Craig Thank Shoemaker. You. All right, man. We'll see you tomorrow. Good deal. Stan's coming up this hour. Center 11. It's 28 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Sport Clips. New documents are tying President Trump's business to a continuing effort to silence the porn star who reportedly had an affair with Trump. The Wall Street Journal says a lawyer for the Trump Organization is listed as counsel in arbitration documents filed last month for a company formed by Trump's personal lawyer to pay Stormy Daniels for her silence. Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, has called the payment a private transaction and maintains he was acting on his own. Cohen and the White House have denied any sexual encounter took place between Trump and Daniels. The arbitration documents, though, show a direct link between Trump's company and the nondisclosure agreement with Daniels. Stormy Daniels asking for help in her legal battle against the president. She started a crowdfunding campaign through Crowd Justice. Uh, she continues to seek legal uh, representation, and her campaign has already earned over $80,000 in donations. I'm surprised it hasn't received more funding than that. It's I'm uh, sure it will. being uh, bandied about that there might be not necessarily a sex tape, but sex, S-E-X-T-S. That oh, exists. photos. Not surprising. 
Isn't every... It would be if what? it was the president. Well, doing but it. I mean, just if you just look at him. Oh, like you would... Be. Isn't every pick that like Donald, Donald sends, Trump? though, a D pick? <laughs> if a girl ever asked me for that, I'd just send her San Antonio Holmes picture. <laughs> this is me after I just came back from Jamaica. Me coming out of the shower. <laughs> United Airlines not having a good week with animals. The airline is looking into a mix-up that accidentally sent a woman's dog to Japan. Kara Swindle said her 10-year-old German Shepherd was supposed to be shipped from Oregon to Kansas City, Missouri on Tuesday, where her and her children were moving. Uh, when they arrived, she was instead given a Great Dane that was supposed to be sent on a flight to Japan. Swindle said she wanted her dog to fly with her during the move, but the airline said that he was unable to travel on her flight and had to go on a different flight, which I would never do that either. Uh, she said mm-hmm. he wasn't given food or water on the 16-hour flight. United has issued an apology saying both dogs are safe and they will get them to where they're supposed to be as soon as possible. And after the first case this week in which they killed a French bulldog, United Airlines announced they will be issuing bright yellow tags to put on pet carriers. The incident in which that dog died after being forced in the overhead bin sparked outrage with the airline apologizing again, but saying the flight attendant didn't realize the French bulldog was in the bag. United leads the way when it comes to dead pets on airplanes. In 2017, they were involved Ah. in as as many as 24 reported deaths. It's so unnecessary. It's really crazy to me that that's not something they would have tried to remedy immediately. It is also kind of telling that a dog died on a flight and they're introducing legislation to change that today what where do the animals go don't they go in do they go in the baggage no 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 no. when you fly do they go in with the baggage well underneath cargo yeah right well is that pressurized differently than i don't know it has to be cold as hell i I mean i don't know the answer to it I, i just wouldn't do it uh, me either. I know people give their dogs pills and they go to sleep or whatever, but I just it's just too traumatizing to do to a dog. I mean, now that we know a lot more about dogs, the stuff that everybody who owned dogs back in the day knew uh, innately about their dog that you know they they are way more aware than we would ever get them credit for. Because some people just see animals. All animals are the same. A cow is like a dog is like a pig, and now we know that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just cruel. To do that to a dog. Yeah. Well, I, I, <laughs> I remember when Mitt Romney tied his dog on the roof of his car. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. Honestly, I bet the dog loved it. I didn't it know. Might he might have, but. He, he caught uh, so still, much crap for that, but I bet the dog was like, this is awesome. He and edna his safe. dog. Definitely not safe. But every dog tries to, that's what Stick they're trying to do. The they're sticking their head out of the window. Well, let's see how committed you know. are to this. You like the wind? You're going on the top of the car. I'm not advocating it. I'm just saying that of the two, I'd rather have a dog strapped to the, the roof than put one in the, in the belly of an airplane. I don't know why I have to choose between those two. They both seem yeah, awful. Those, those yeah, those are not great options. They're like, his dog's doing the reverse. It's trying to put his head in the window. It's like, dude, <laughs> dude, it's cold up there. <laughs> but well, like you see dogs in pickup trucks all the time. Oh, they love it back there. They're not supposed to be. Yeah. But you see it a lot. Yeah, I see kids that. in the backseat of pickup. That, I'm pretty sure, is illegal. For sure, 100% illegal. Yeah. Unless you're in Hazard County. And then, like who's going to report it? Not Bo. No. I mean... I mean, I definitely rode Luke. the back of a pickup truck when I was a kid, but... Oh, me too. We're going to be in the back of a pickup truck tomorrow morning, or yeah. Saturday, Saturday morning. morning right? Yeah, I'm going to tell you who the winner is here coming up in a little bit.
Police in Beaver County say a woman was followed around the Chippewa Walmart by a man who eventually exposed himself to her last month. According to 24-7 News Source, investigators say Aaron Dorn followed the woman around the store to the dairy section where he cornered her and exposed himself. Police say the woman immediately called 911. He was arrested in the toy section a short time later. A Greensburg man is heading to court after taunting officers while playing his guitar too loudly. Greensburg police say they were called to James Briggs' home Friday night at the Autumn Brooks apartment complex after several noise complaints. Now, the calls came in just before midnight uh, that he was playing his axe through an amplifier. (laughs) When officers showed up, he allegedly flipped them off and became belligerent. He was cited and has a date with a judge next week, next month rather. Chris Cornell's death is still weighing heavy on the minds and hearts of fans and fellow musicians who feel that loss. Pearl Jam paid tribute to the late Soundgarden singer at the Seattle band's tour opener in Chile this week by dedicating the song Come Back to the Late Singer. Frontman Eddie Vedder introduced the song by simply saying, this is for Chris. Cornell was found dead in his hotel room May 17th, just after performing with Soundgarden in Detroit. And finally, Judas Priest started their first tour without guitarist Glenn Tipton on Tuesday in Wilkes-Barre, and Glenn has spoken out on his decision to stop touring due to Parkinson's. He writes on Facebook, I have good days and bad days, but the disease is degenerative, and I would never want to compromise the greatest metal band in the world. It was therefore during the last rehearsals I decided to step down and have Andy Sneap fill in. He's a great guy, and I'm sure he'll do a great job, and I'm sure the band will be as strong as ever. He insisted his career isn't over, saying, It's not the end for me. I'll still be able to write and record, and on good days, even join the band on stage for a few songs. With new medication and advances being made, who knows what the future holds? But one thing's for sure, it will certainly involve Priest. Forecast today, windy and cold with snow. Temperatures in the mid-30s. It's 27 at DVE. Weren't they just here? Um, Maybe last summer. They did, This was the first date on this tour. Or maybe they're coming here. Mm, I don't think. All right. They were in Wilkes-Barre. All right. I'm wrong about that. I would love to see the original Judas Priest lineup. Is K.K. Downing in it? I think so. All right. Uh. The Chevy Chase show, by the way, lasted five weeks <laughs> on the air. Beat out the magic hour. I mean. That's a short run. It it was just bad. Reading reviews of the show. Uh, the guy from Entertainment Weekly, Ken Tucker, said, The audience that fills Hollywood's new Chevy Chase Theater has steadily turned into the worst behaved crowd in late night television. They hoot and yell and cheer over whatever pitiful chatter Chase is attempting to wring out of luckless guests. Time panned the show. Nervous and totally at sea, Chase tried everything, succeeded at nothing. (laughs) Magazine (laughs) criticized Chevy for having recycled old material shamelessly, taking pratfalls and even pleading with the audience to stand up and dance in their seats. Hey, Ellen used that to pretty great effect. Uh, Lauren Michaels did not produce it. It was produced by Cornelius Productions. I don't even know what that is. Uh, So there you go. That was a little bit shorter than, or a little bit longer than uh, Magic Johnson. How many shows? Eight. Eight shows. All right. This went five weeks. That's, That's not long. No, not at all. Um... Stan Savin will be in a little bit later on this morning. Also, I'm going to announce the winner of our Get Your Shamrocks Off contest. We asked you guys to send in limericks. Uh, we were going to pull out some of our favorites and uh, the top one. 
gets to spend the weekend downtown, hotel accommodations, kegs and eggs at Mulaney's Harp and Fiddle, unlimited Uber, riding the parade, Schultz Ford DVE truck with the morning show, and Sean Casey. And then the uh, uh, go over to the Hard Rock, see corned beef and curry perform there. Uh, you get your permanies on all day. You get to MC the bastard bearded Irishman CD, CD release, release party, party at the Rex Theater. Crush permanies, crash, sleep it off, all courtesy of the DVE Morning Show. We'll tell you who the winner is coming up. And don't forget the tickets for the DVE Comedy Festival with Burke Kreischer, Brad Williams, Rory Scovel, Sarah Tiana, and Bill Crawford on sale right now. Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on DVE. Mike. Sports is our brought to you by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. It is a big day and night of basketball at the PPG Paints Arena as the NCAA tournament takes center stage. Oklahoma against Rhode Island at 12-15. Iona against Duke at 245. Then at 650, Radford against Villanova. And at 920, Alabama against Virginia Tech. I've been uh, highlighting the games as we go here, uh, Villanova isn't quite college basketball royalty the way Duke is, but the Wildcats are working on it. This is uh, quite a team that Jay Wright is bringing to the PPG Paints Arena. 30 and 4 this season. This is what Villanova is capable of. Xavier is a number one seed, and Villanova beat Xavier 89 to 65 and 95 to 79 this year. When they are on, they are devastating. Big East regular season or tournament champions in five straight seasons. This year, Villanova was at least in the top six in the AP Top 25 every week, including eight weeks at number one. They were the 2016 national champions and, of course, the 1985 upset of Georgetown, one of the great upsets in uh, championship game history. Villanova also infamous in these parts for beating Pitt in the final seconds oh. in the Elite Eight in two Coast to coast. If that doesn't happen, I wonder how things work out differently. Jamie Dixon goes to a Final Four, and who knows where the pit program goes from there. That upset aside, I, I've been a fan of watching Nova in the in the tournament all the way back since they had Kerry Kittles when he <laughs> pulled his socks all the way up to his knees. Villanova's drawn Radford, which won the play-in game Tuesday night over LIU Brooklyn. That was uh, Radford's first NCAA tournament win. This is the third appearance in 2009. Radford got smoked by North Carolina, and the same thing happened in 1998 against Duke. The other game, the night game, Alabama against Virginia Tech. Uh, We talked about Trey Young from Oklahoma a little bit. Alabama's got a player, too, uh, point guard Colin Sexton, another freshman. ESPN rates Colin Sexton as the sixth-best player in the tournament. So he might be worth the price yeah. of admission uh, for an Alabama team that hasn't been to the tournament since 2012, hasn't been to the second round since 2006, and uh, hasn't been to a regional final since 2004. Virginia Tech, pretty good resume at 21-11, and 10-8 in the ACC. The Hokies blew a 21-point lead against Notre Dame in the ACC tournament, but they have beaten North Carolina, Virginia, and Duke. They average 80 points a game. And they like to play fast. They play a smaller four-guard lineup a lot, and they want to push it and shoot the ball. Imagining so that's uh, going to be a fun matchup. Saturday's going to be a tough ticket. What's the demand for today? I don't know. I, I knew I was going to be out of town, so I didn't right. investigate it. I, 
I think it's phenomenal if you can afford the time away from work and uh, you don't mind spending a little. This thing doesn't oh, come wow. here every year. It's uh, it's a great event. It captivates the country every year. Yeah. The so end. you couldn't just go ah, I'll throw away twenty bucks and go watch a game. No, it's going to cost you more than twenty bucks. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's probably going to be a three figure investment. I would how think. many how many games, Mike? Did you already say that? There's four games today. I believe. I'm and not one sh- ticket gets you in to see all of them. I'm not sure this. I think it's two and two, but I'm not sure because again, I ain't going. But there's four games. Uh, Barack Obama has released his bracket as he had done uh, over the years. As president, he uh, has picked Michigan State to win it all. I knew there was a reason I voted for that guy once. (laughs) Once. ESPN had uh, (laughs) 27 experts pick the tournament. Nine of them picked Michigan State, eight Virginia, five Villanova, two Arizona, and one each for Duke, Purdue, and Kansas. I finished my bracket moments before this uh, should-be award-winning sportscast. I've got Virginia, Gonzaga, Villanova, and Duke in the Final Four, and uh, Coach K cutting down the nets. Wow. Duke winning it all. It's wildly unpredictable. Allen knocking the ladder out from underneath him while he's doing it. <laughs> he might. He might not. Penn's lost to the Rangers 4-3 to last night. They were uh, admittedly negligent in the third period when they blew leads to 2-0 and 3-2. to uh, They lose it in overtime. Evgeny Malkin stopped on a penalty shot with 10 seconds remaining. Part of what went wrong last night. Uh, Penn's will be in Montreal tonight. 85 points after last night's loser point. That ties the Capitals for first in the Metropolitan Division. The Caps have a couple of games in hand on the Penguins and uh, the Steelers showed safety Robert Golden the door along with Mike Mitchell and William Gay. Those uh, transactions made official yesterday. Interesting uh, NFL story: uh, Malcolm Butler, the ignored Patriots cornerback in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. signed by Tennessee. Uh, the Boston Herald got a hold of him uh, regarding his benching in the Super Bowl. Says Butler, "Quote: I never got a reason. It could have been anything." He goes on to say. But Bill Belichick has been doing this for a very long time. He took a veteran out of the Super Bowl against the Seahawks and put in a first-year rookie. That was Butler. And that turned out right. So you could never question his decision. It didn't work out against the Eagles. It didn't work out best for me or him or the New England Patriots. But I, but I can say he won more than he lost. So it is what it is. I always have love for New England, Bill Belichick, Mr. Kraft, all those guys. Life goes on. He did something. Goes on to say that Tom Brady... Uh, was concerned about him after the Super Bowl. Quote, I got several calls from Tom before the Titans contract after the Super Bowl. I got a couple calls from him. He was really concerned. He just wanted to know what was going on. I really appreciate him for that. Tyron Matthew uh, released by the uh, Arizona Cardinals yesterday just before they were going to have to pay a guaranteed $18.75 million over the next two seasons. Matthew was all pro in 2015, but three of his five NFL seasons have ended on the injured reserve list. Uh, the Ravens parted ways with wide receiver Jeremy Macklin. Joe Thomas retired from the Cleveland Browns after 11 seasons yesterday. And in spring training baseball, Pirates lost to the Rays 9-3. Von Nova gave up three earned runs in five innings. Bucks have the Yankees in Tampa today. And Neil Walker back in the bigs. Signed with the Yankees this week. 
one year, $4 million. He played in uh, the simulated game yesterday, doubled uh, twice in four at-bats. I went on Ticketmaster's website. You can get tickets to both sessions today for 85 bucks. Oh, there you go. So it is two sessions. Yeah. So the afternoon and the evening. Saturday, it, I'm on Ticketmaster's website. It says it's there's no tickets right now. So no. there's going to be a secondary market probably a so lot So there are money. tickets still available for today. Yeah. Both sessions. 85 bucks. And Duke is in the Duke is the second game. If uh that's what you're after. Trey Young in the first game, Duke that's in the second bad. game. It's not bad. Then ticket you get, price. Then you got Jay Wright uh leading off the nightcap and Villanova and that that should be uh entertaining the Virginia Tech game. Virginia Tech Alabama. There's gonna be some points scored in that one. Nice. Take the if, over is what you're, you're saying. Well, you know. If you were so inclined. Interpret this stuff as you will. Stan Tavern coming in next here on the DVE morning show. Also, we're gonna announce the winner of our Get Your Shamrocks off contest. Tickets for the DV Comedy Festival on sale right now. They went on sale at 9 o'clock. Bert Kreischer, Brad Williams, Rory Scovel, Sarah Tiana, Bill Crawford, June 29th. Buy him theater. It's the DVE Morning Show. And joining us right now is the one and only Stan Saverin, ESPN, ESPN Radio 970-1063 FM. And, of course, the MVP of last night's great sports debate. I don't know about that. Uh, at uh, Tequila <laughs> Willie's. <laughs> no, that's close. That's for most volatile person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, in. <laughs> what was Tequila Willie's? That was, that was, that was small, right next to Donzie's. Oh, okay. This Donzie's. Is, this is Tequila. Don Donzie's. Tequila Cowboy. Cowboy up. Different tequila. Did you ride the mechanical bull? I did not, um, but I did pay uh, homage to the chalk line of Todd Haley's Good. body uh, <laughs> on the sidewalk there. and. <laughs> There's so many free agents bouncing around now. And uh, Tyron uh, Matthew, I always screw up his last name. Matthew. Matthew. Honey Badger. Honey Badger. He's out there. That would seemingly be a great, uh, high-profile, talented guy to bring in here. Uh, you got rid of Golden yesterday. Uh, Mitchell's gone. So now what? Well, I mean, obviously they're going to look at somebody in the draft. They may be their first-round pick if the inside linebacker uh, isn't there. We'll know all about that because free agency will have answered some of the questions about the draft. Uh, I meant to look up this morning, and I haven't had a chance yet, to look up exactly how much money the Honey Badger made in Arizona. Now, they let him go. He had about 18.5 mil coming the next two years, guaranteed, so they whacked him. So... uh, and he wouldn't take a pay cut. Yeah. The, the, he's coming they, off the date was coming up where injury. the next two years would right. be guaranteed. So do we know that would be a $9 million cap hit against the Steelers? Uh, well, it was five this year. for They, they say five in cap space. Uh, it's, it's what you get them to agree to now. Right, exactly. But, but I mean, he's going to have options. Yeah, he will. Um, you know, Pro Bowl performer. He was a great kick returner uh, in, at LSU. He had some issues. He appears to have gone beyond that health issues now yeah he, mm-hmm. i think he had an achilles i think he had a knee uh and look the steelers might not like him as a player we know him because he's a high profile name uh but if the cap hits five six they can certainly afford that the guaranteed money might be uh, an issue with them um, they might not like him as a player i don't know but the the, the notion 
that because of Le'Veon Bell's contract, if indeed he does play under the franchise tag, means they can't afford to go out and get free agents, is bogus. In three days' time, they shaved $11 million off the cap. There mm-hmm. are more restructurings that they could do to make this work. If they like a guy and they think it's of value, they're not going to overpay, but if they find a guy, they, A, have enough money now under the cap, or they'll make room to get a guy that they want. Don't you think that they have to address either inside linebacker or safety and free agency before the draft? Yeah, either or, and then yeah. that, that might change. It depends on what you get. If you get if you get if Lawrence Timmons comes back, that doesn't mean that you don't have to address inside linebacker. You still do. If you get a guy that is you know twenty six years old uh, and is going to be around here for three four years, then maybe you target safety and look for an inside linebacker later. Either way, they're going to need depth. Either way, they need an improvement on whoever plays alongside Vince Williams or over Vince Williams. Timmons? That's a one-year stopgap, if only for depth, if you get a higher-profile free agent. Or, if you look, they started rookies at, uh, on defense the, the last couple of years. I mean, uh, Sean Davis started right away. Burns came on a little bit later. T.J. Watt started and played the entire year. It's a difficult defense to learn, but... They could draft if they get the guy they want in the first round. Why couldn't he be the starting linebacker? And then if you bring in Timmons, you need some depth. That's one of the problems they had last year. They had no depth. Mm-hmm. In addition to the unfortunate incident with uh, Ryan Shazier, Matikavich got hurt. I don't know that they really view Matikavich as a starting-type player. Uh, I think Vince Williams, as a number 2 alongside a really productive inside guy, is okay. I think he's better as a depth guy. I like uh, I don't know what happened. Oh, okay. I really like Timmons, and I, I, I sincerely hope that he ends his career throwing up here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that happen. He's going he's gonna to team with Najee Davenport. <laughs> Who knows what havoc they can wreak. Is the rule in uh, hockey when uh, the goalie knocks the go off the moorings that the penalty shot is taken by has to be taken by somebody on the ice? You know, that's a great question. Uh, first of all, I, w- I did not know the rule, and I, I did not know – uh, I was listening to Borky on the way home after we, we left the uh, the sports debate, and, and Phil wasn't sure of that rule. I, I'd never heard that. I, I, it's got to be intentional, of course. Mm-hmm. That, you know, he knocked it off uh, the moorings. Um, generally, that's the case, and I don't recall exactly who was on the, on the ice at the time. Uh, I w- it was Malcolm. Mal- Malcolm got the, the puck. And the goalie damn near crept his pants then, and knocked it off the morning. You know, based based uh-huh. on his his line mates, you wouldn't use Hornquist or Haglin if those were the two wingers are out there with him. That's his line. You would think that Gino would be the guy. He wouldn't be the first guy I would choose. You know, in a shootout, eighty seven. If you could, yeah, you got to use eighty seven. You know, who's also great Le-Tang's at it? Latang, yeah, is uh, is terrific at it. Um, you know, those those might be the guys, but if, if it's that guy on the ice, then I think you go with him. Plus, he's been red hot. Yes. Um, he didn't make a particularly good move and, and could have won that. But you know what? Aside from that, aside from the penalty shot, which would have won the game, you got a 2 nothing lead against a crappy team, uh, a rookie no-name goaltender. You blow not only a 2 nothing lead, but then you score in Haglund's goal, and 62 seconds later, you give it right back with three oh, yeah. and a half to play. I'm sorry. It's, uh, it's inexcusable. Letang just got toasted. Yeah, and he admitted that you know, it was his mistake. 
The thing that, that really angered up my blood is the comments after the game. Well, you have to play 60 minutes, and uh, we let up. And uh, This is a battle-tested team. This team has been through the greatest possible crucibles mm-hmm. that a team can go through in hockey, and here it is. Yesterday, March the 14th, the 80, the 71st game of the year, and they're still saying, well, we got we got to learn from this. That's what bothers me. And the other factor is, and I mentioned this on my Penguins report, they've now lost four of their last five games on the road. They have the worst road record of any team of the 16 currently that would make the playoffs. The worst. And even if you get home ice advantage for certain series, that doesn't mean you get to play all the games at home. Mm-hmm. It's becoming an issue. Stan, who's on your show today? Uh, Mark Madden will be ah. on the show, reprising some of last night. We'll talk some Penguins. We'll talk some Steelers. And it's Stan and Guy Day. Stan and Guy, love the show, one to two. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we uh, have a winner in Beautiful. our Get Your Shamrocks Off contest now. As you know, we've been asking you for the uh, last couple of weeks, send in your limerick. And you could win the best St. Paddy's Day celebration weekend ever. We give you hotel accommodations downtown, uh, and then kegs and eggs at Melanie's Harp and Fiddle. Then you ride in the DVE Schultz Ford parade truck with the morning show and Sean Casey. Then you're over to the Hard Rock for the band Corn Beef and Curry and enjoy yourself a nice little afternoon lunch. Unlimited Uber all weekend long. Uber over to the Rex Theater. You're the guest MC at the Bastard Bearded Irishman CD release party. Which is going to be an absolute madhouse. Yeah, don't worry about being hammered. Everyone will be hammered. Yeah, you'll at that be point. screaming. And uh, then uh, you get a permani set up for you for the late night grubbing. Go back to your hotel room and sleep it off. And Val's putting together a nice little morning after basket for yeah. you. I mean, that's a, good, that's a good contest. So we have a winner in, in all of that. And the winner is Matt G from West Mifflin. Yay, Matt, Matt. Matt here, here was Matt's limerick. West Mifflin. Since Sean Casey is going to be with us. He uh, decided that his best tact here was to limerick about the mighty case. There once was a man from St. Clair. His back had the hair of a bear. He got hit with a sub, hit a ball with a club, and later became known as the mayor. (laughs) (laughs) Tremendous. There you go. All right. He'll be uh, joining us in the parade on Saturday morning and have uh, just about the best damn St. Paddy's Day you could ever have. I like how he's playing along. He knows the the legend of getting hit with a sub. Getting hit with a sub at the ACDC show. Right. Exactly. So uh, congrats to Matt G. He's the winner there. And uh, looking forward to, uh, to meeting him Saturday at the parade and then watching it all unfold from there. Good times on the on the all uh, over town. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say on the on the south side, but this it's is really the Irish Triathlon downtowns, uh, Station Square, and South Side. DB Comedy Festival ticket tickets on sale right now for the June 29th show at the Byam Theater. Bert Kreischer, Brad Williams, Rory Scovel, Sarah Tiana, and Bill Crawford. Get those uh, ASAP. Uh, special thanks to Jason Mackey from the Post Gazette for joining us today. Boy, is has he just become the best hockey writer in town? I mean, he's really I really enjoy reading his stuff. Yeah, he's love great. Jason. He's very good. Uh, Craig Shoemaker, the the love master, was here. He'll be in studio again with us tomorrow. And of course, thanks to Stan. Craig will be with us tomorrow. So will the bastard bearded Irishman, the aforementioned rockers, yes. who have their brand new CD release this Saturday. Sean Collier also in with uh, movie reviews for you. Is that it? We good? Oh, We're done? Friday, Joe, did right. I miss anything? Did I forget to do anything else? Triv, you're uh, nope. you're off to uh, 
Where are you going? Rochester, New York for the uh, Atlanta Hockey Conference Final Four. We'll have uh, Robert Morris against Mercyhurst, the first semifinal. Uh, pre-game will be 4.05 tomorrow on the uh, ESPN Pittsburgh stream. I'll figure out how you find that and tweet it. Well, and, and uh, pound a Jenny C for, uh, for me, a Jenny Cream Ale. No. Used to call it. <laughs> Been there, done that, never again. Screamers. That's what we used to call yeah, them. Graduated. Jenny, Jenny Cream Ale, Screamers. Oof. One of my buddies always used to have it on tap. Oh, he, yuck. And he would swear. He's oh. like, if you drink it cold, man, it's delicious. <laughs> I was like, oh, that stuff's brutal. Uh, you better no, turn, up the temp- you. turn down the temperature then because it's still too warm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, that's it. We'll see you guys later. Michelle's coming up next. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.